Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Critical Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Good, and joining me this week is an incredibly special guest. It is the Jay Strom from Entertainment Landfill. Jay Strom, how you doing, man? Hey, Jimmy. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Oh, I am thrilled that you decided to be on the show because I was like thinking about this movie we're going to be talking about this week, and we are usually in, in contact pretty frequently, and I was like, hey, this guy is a podcast veteran. You've been doing this for a while. Why don't you come be on the show? So I really appreciate it. And before we get into talking about the Tomorrow War, which we'll do kind of spoiler-free stuff at the beginning, and then I'll flip the old spoiler switch so you guys know that we are in spoiler territory, I want to get to know you a little bit more, or I know you all right, but like the people who are listening to this, maybe they want to know who is the J Strom? What makes you tick? What are your favorite games <laughs> and movies and stuff like that? So that way they have a little bit of a litmus test. So let's start with movies. I know you love the 80s. Are your favorite films <laughs> still from the 80s or are there ones that kind of jump outside of that? You got to tell me. You know, sadly, if I were to make a list of my top 20 films of all time, most of them are in the 80s, early 90s kind of bracket. Sure, yeah. And I, I don't know why it works that way. Maybe it's because of that age I was when I saw sure. those, like nostalgia and all that. Certainly, I see films that I love now, but they're never on that, I'm going to watch this 100 times. They're sure. more like, oh, that's pretty good, you know? But yes, I guess the answer is a lot of them are around the 80s, 90s area. Okay, fair enough. What are like, do you have a couple that come to mind right away? Well, uh, I love the Mad Max films, especially the Road Warrior, the second one. And uh, Fury Road was good. But just like, uh, like I was saying before, the Road Warrior is more special to me because I saw it at that certain age. Fury Road, of course, is excellent but i saw it at a later age and while i still love it road wear is very special to me uh i of course you know star wars movies oh yeah the original sure. trilogy mm-hmm. maybe not the prequels so much but you know <laughs> <laughs> but i also love the films of james cameron the first two terminators they're the only ones that exist by the way there are no other terminator movies after the first two <laughs> In my timeline. Yeah, yeah, that's the great thing about Terminator is like it has all those timelines. So like whatever, whatever you want. I always thought that was like what parents would do with their kids is like if there's these on running franchises that they didn't like subsequent episodes or sequels of that. They're just like, no, they only ever made two. And then like your kid would be like, but I I swear I saw this like other like, nope, that doesn't. That's not. Yeah, uh, I kind of feel that way about the Alien franchise, too. They made Um, two of them. Yeah, the Alien, man. A- oh, like, so you weren't a fan of the prequel? Well, I guess, are they technically prequels then to Alien, right? Uh, I am not sure what those were. I mean, those had their moment. Well, I only saw Prometheus, but okay. I didn't see the other one after that. But I was just like, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, but, okay, so you say Star Wars, obviously, the the, the original. Em- Empire trilogy. Strikes Back. Emp- oh, man. Empire is so great. I was watching that when we did we covered all the star wars like last year um but man going back to that one it just it really does kick like it it still holds up and obviously those movies look a little bit older now like i saw one playing over the fourth of july i was on a tv and i was like you can kind of tell it's a little bit older but it's all real for the most part like a lot of the stuff they have the sets and like the characters and everything uh, yeah there's there's definitely some green screen effects that aren't so great anymore 
Sure. Well, and I also could tell because it was uh, A New Hope was playing and it was the remastered version. So they're like showing them flying through um, Mos Eisley. And I was like, yeah, a lot of this is added. <laughs> I was like, this oh, you know what? My, my buddy sent me a while ago and wow. I don't watch the specialized versions anymore. He sent me the despecialized versions of the original trilogy mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, the it's basically as close as you can get to the 1977 version of star Wars before they started digitally changing things. Sure. And that's the only version I'll watch now after what, uh, you know, I can't go back to adding Jabba to that scene and Han stands on his tail. Oh, yeah, steps on his tail. His tail yeah. Yeah. I can't, I can't do that anymore. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> Indiana Jones, where do you land on those? Absolutely love uh, Indiana Jones, uh, especially the first one. I'm I'm a fan of Temple of Doom also, but I love the first one. Uh, I love um, you know Junior. Uh, you know I love the <laughs> Last Crusade also, but I think the first one is again. I was probably that age when it came out, and uh, I watched it so many times. And that's about to. I think it is out on 4K now. And I'm just like, oh, oh, God, I told myself I wouldn't buy movies anymore, yeah, but I want right. to own this so bad. Yeah. Okay. That's a good point. It's so funny because you talk about that. And I remember how, like my parents were very like protective of us as far as like watching stuff when we were kids. But I remember watching uh, Indiana Jones, that trilogy at my cabin when I was pretty young. And I think it's because the violence that happens or the scary things that happen are so mm-hmm. brief and it's not like the main focus of the movies. It's all about the adventure. And I remember thinking yeah. like, man, like Raiders for me is one of my favorite films of all time. And I was like, you know, well past when it came out originally. So like it still hit me and it's still with me today. And I'm just like, I just, man, that film is so great. I love it so much. <laughs> like. I love that go- super gory part at the end of the movie because oh, yeah. up until then, the parents are like, you know, it's been kind of violent. It hasn't been that bad. And then that clunk, 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 clunk part happens and they're like, oh, my God, like, what? cover your eyes. You know? Exactly. Spielberg and Lucas were like, what if we just started blowing people's heads up and stuff? Like, it's, it's like, like, hey, they've already seen the whole movie. They can't yeah. leave at this point. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I remember for a while there, there was uh, one rather popular sitcom uh, that was saying that, like, if Indiana Jones hadn't been in Raiders of the Lost Ark, the same plot would have happened. But I still submit that's not true because, like, at the end, if Indy wasn't there, then the Nazis would have gotten the Ark probably. And that would have been a whole game changer. So it was like, come on, guys. Gotta get oh, yeah. If he wasn't there, shape. somebody would have come along and found them. Yeah. Or gone and then the Ark just sitting there. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just saying, like, I remember that was on a on a show that people that was like going around for a while. Like, what if like Indiana Jones hadn't been on his own adventure? This like the same plots would have still happened. I was like, eh, what? It's like, wow, you guys have run out of podcasting ideas uh, <laughs> or whatever it was. <laughs> this, like, you know, I also a- love uh, the the original Back to the Future. Oh sure, yeah. People, I've heard people talk about that again recently. I feel like I need to go back. So like, do you like the entire trilogy or is it mostly the first film? I love the first film mainly because George, his dad is in the first film. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the second one has all the kind of future stuff and it's kind of silly and goofy. I'm not, you know, it's fine, but I love the first one the best. The third one, the Western, I think it's a lot of fun. 
And I'll say this, every time I watch the first Back to the Future, I'm like, well, I got to watch the second one. Now. Yeah, man. Right. And then when I watch the second one, I'm like, well, I got to watch the third one. You got to keep going. So yep. usually when you watch it, you you have to watch the whole trilogy. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, totally. I feel that way kind of like with Lord of the Rings or even like Harry Potter, where like I'd watch one and I'm like, oh, well, I got to see how he's doing in his second year. And then, and then it yeah. just like goes and you're like, oh my gosh, I've, I've committed to a whole thing. But at least the Back to the Future stuff is that kind of nice trilogy. It's just like, boom, here it is. And such a sincere uh, group of movies. You know what I mean? Like they have their funny right. moments, but it's just like, ah, it's just, there's something heartwarming about that, that uh, group of films. And What's man. funny is as many times as, as I've seen the third one, I'm always like, oh yeah, the DeLorean gets destroyed. How did I forget about that? Uh, and then when it does, it's like, okay, well, time travel's bad. And then Doc Brown shows up in a time traveling train and you're like, wait a second. I yep. thought time travel was bad. Like, why is it okay now? It's okay. Yeah. I always think of that train and I'm like, oh, okay. So I guess we can get that. Train it's like you tell me his two kids aren't getting into trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder if that's ever been a consideration for revival. Cause like, I'm kind of surprised that it hasn't. Is it cause of Zemeckis? Maybe. Think? He's like, I no, think... we're not doing sequels. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how he, maybe he's like, hey, when I'm dead, you guys do it, okay? Yeah. After I'm passed away or something like that. Yeah, because I just 80s have been so hot for a couple of years now, and I wouldn't be surprised to see that pop back up, you know? but Maybe Ready Player One, they're like, eh, maybe we don't need to get back into that. Okay, I don't know. fair enough. Uh, Even though I had fun with that movie, but maybe it's just like, yeah, the nostalgia thing, it wears off. Sure. Maybe audiences yeah. don't really want to. I don't know. Yeah, you got to make a bunch of new things, and then in like twenty or thirty years, we can do the nostalgia thing again. You know, <laughs> like we got to yeah, do all these new things. Yeah, I would love like a Marty son maybe gets yeah, into trouble or something. For sure. Yeah, totally. Okay, we talked movies now, and then also for gaming. Like, do you have any favorite games? Just so people know out there what what you're into. Uh yes, I do have some favorite games. You know, what's funny is. Uh, it's funny talking to you about this because uh, in the last couple of years, my favorite one of my favorite games is Days Gone yeah. on the PS4. Uh, you know, freakers. Are they zombies? Are they freakers? Whatever. Riding a motorcycle. You know, I'm not into biker culture or anything like that, but I love <laughs> that game. And, you know, uh, tuning up my bike and mm -hmm. unlocking all the skill tree and then hunting down hordes and at first i love games where you're terrified at first but then by the time your skill trees unlock you're just kind of a badass just hunting down everything and i'm just like i'm gonna clear the map of every monster on here you know right <laughs> and i love that game of course i love the original last of us that was a great mm -hmm. game the uncharted series yeah. um i even uh loved uh, the mad max game most recently yeah you were telling me about that because i remember hearing like pretty good things about it and it seemed like maybe more of a sleeper hit where like people who played it really enjoyed it but for yes. many people like the look of it and just they were like oh so it's like arkham style combat and you're kind of racing around the desert that doesn't really appeal to me they so, did a lot know. of things right that i expect in a mad max game which is you know scavenging for gas okay. you know battling weird marauder guys and having an open world and they made max very stoic maybe he's a little boring i don't know but he has this weird like sidekick named chum bucket this kind of yeah. weird guy who works on his car and stuff and i thought that was a lot of fun and he has a lot of funny dialogue and max just answers them kind of monotone you know sure 
And that game was a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, I'm enjoying playing a way out with you too, but yeah. we'll save that for later. <laughs> I know. We'll talk about that later on. That's good. Yeah. Um, I've, I'm interested in Mad Max. It's just like uh, maybe one of these days I'll go back and go hunting for some guzzling, you know. Uh, yes. But, okay. Guzzling. So, guzzling. Uh, yeah, dude, man. Uh, you said that about Fury Road. It's funny because that was like my introduction to Mad Max and I have not really seen all of the other ones i've seen bits and pieces here and there right. but uh yeah i i liked that movie but it must be kind of interesting you know like you said because uh road warrior is your favorite and to see that franchise come back not only in a game but in like a big movie that people are just like oh my yeah. gosh it's like the best movie of the year like it's like know, this is like, the year of mad max i will say one thing the that fury road did that kind of hurt to the road warrior is that the sense of speed and movement is much better in Fury Road. So when you go back and watch Road Wear, I'm like, are they driving like 20 miles an hour? Or, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like they're much slower in this movie. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And like, I don't know if we talked about this, but like I was watching uh, something like kind of tricks of the trade. And if you go back and like mute the the truck chase sequence in Raiders, you can actually see that they're going like maybe a couple miles per hour. Like they're right, not really going yeah. that fast. Like those old movies, that's how they had to do it, right? Yeah. Like you just couldn't do it any other way because they're like, yeah, we're really doing this. Like <laughs> it's like physically happening. We can't drive. By the way, like that truck chase scene in Raiders mm, shifts kiss, right? Oh it's my fantastic. gosh. I just, I just love Indy where he's just like, what truck? And you're like, oh, Indy. <laughs> yeah. Like he just. And then the music cues up oh. and he goes down on the horse. Ah, oh, so good. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. I miss that. Like that films could do that. Like, and Marvel films, like once in a while, they will, they put that in me. You know what I mean? They, right. they I should say they, they put pull that out of me but i just i miss just old-fashioned like action adventure that doesn't need to be like morally ambiguous characters it's just like i want just like these are the good guys these are the bad guys like that's right go. like i don't know yeah man i that whole sequence is so great i just love indy i also love the fact that he's this kind of like nerdy college professor but then like he just like i'm gonna leave for a couple weeks and just go kill a ton of people and try to get something for the museum but he's like yep i brought it back <laughs> like whoa, yeah like oh man i love it you know that bethesda making that indiana jones uh, game like what is that gonna be like i'm so hopeful and i i think we've talked about this a little bit or i know we've talked on stream a little bit about it but like because uncharted exists it right. will get compared to that no matter what. But I'm hoping that just means they have to elevate it to at least Uncharted level. Because if yeah. they do that with like a story like Uncharted-like or Raiders-like, oh my gosh, that could be so good. Like, I uh, just like, will he look like Harrison Ford? Are they going to go like, I, no, he doesn't. And are we going to have that weird kind of when we see the Avengers game kind of like, oh, he looks weird or in the face or something, you know? Yeah, that's true. And Well, because Indy is like, you know, it's it is Harrison Ford, so it'd yeah. be kind of weird if he didn't look like that. But I don't know if it'd be. Like I would love if they just they just paid Harrison Ford to do the voice over or something, or an impressionist who could do it perfectly. Totally. Well, I remember talking to somebody about this too, where it was like maybe that's part of the purview of Indy Five, and they're like, all right. You got. You can be in Star Wars. We got to have you in Star Wars a couple times, but you can do Indiana Jones Five. However, we're gonna need you for the video game. Like, I wonder if yeah. that was part of. I would love it. That'd be so cool. Uh, and I just love those interviews with Harrison Ford. They're like, they're like, we put him in a motion capture suit. <laughs> that, yeah. that, would, that would be so good. Oh, I don't know if he'd do it, but it would be 
Amazing. They love releasing footage now of actors in mocap suits, so I could just see Harrison Ford in that. He's like, I look ridiculous. Oh you my know? <laughs> gosh! Like, and they're you know, kudos to those guys because that's I want to do some of that someday. But like, you just nobody looks like super good in them, and they have to be so serious and so on point. And then there's like another person just filming just for like the behind the scenes featurette, and it's just like, ah, oh, come on, guys! Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't look great. Today. I want that now. That I think I want yeah. this. I really, happen. I really do. I. Really really do uh but anyway okay so there you go everybody now you know a little bit more about the jstrom over here kind of his likes and whatnot a little overlap with yours truly which always helps but today we're going to be talking about this little film that came out and by little i don't mean little because it was massive uh i could really uh smell and see the budget on this one as it were but we're talking about the tomorrow war which is exclusive to amazon prime I believe, unless I'm crazy. Yes. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so on Amazon Prime, and we're going to talk about it kind of in uh, broad strokes here in the beginning, give you a little brief spoiler-free plot synopsis, the best I can do, and then uh, we'll talk a little bit about it, and then we'll get right into the spoilers. So there are timestamps down below uh, if you need any of that sort of thing, or if you're listening on Spotify or something. I just skip ahead a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, so The Tomorrow War. Jason, I won't lie to you. Uh, when I first saw a trailer for this, I didn't want to see any more because I saw like the teaser and I right. saw like something whip around and it was like Chris Pratt running around with a gun. So I, I immediately thought that it was going to be like dinosaurs coming from the past into the future or something. <laughs> and I was like, okay, what is this Ooh. movie? I was like, oh, what is this? But it's not that. Uh, it's actually, uh, it's it's this interesting kind of war sci-fi film that takes place in the year 2022. Uh, there's this species of creature that has landed supposedly on Earth. And in the 30 years following, in like the 2050s, uh, they basically ravaged and killed almost everybody on the planet. However, humanity has struck back because they've found a way to send uh, information and or I should say more so troops back to the past to tell everybody on the planet what's going to happen in 30 years and try to prepare them. Uh, and they're, So they're able to send people to and fro from the future like that as far as those two spots are concerned. So it's like 2022 and 2051 or something like that. Uh, so they're sending people back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, they exhaust all the military personnel that exists in our kind of current day. And now they started to recruit just ordinary average citizens to go and fight these things uh, right. because they're trying to kill them. And Chris Pratt is in here. He's the main character playing Dan Forrester or James Daniel Forrester. Uh, and he ends up getting recruited and has to go to the future to save the past or something like that's that. right uh but yeah so okay jason what did you think what did you think of this film i always love to ask that right away like did you like it what i love about um this film to start off is that i knew nothing about it yes i when they i started seeing ads for it on twitter of all places you know like watch this on july 4th weekend and i'm like what is this this chris pratt movie i'm like what and they didn't show you much. I just knew it had time travel or something. And it had some actors in it I was familiar with. And I was like, okay, this this might be cool. It's sci-fi. I love sci-fi movies. But I don't know if it's going to be any good or whatever. But once I started the film, I was like, whoa, this is big budget. Yeah, right. This is like, they spent money on this. This isn't a cheap movie. And then I looked it up and saw that this was a Paramount pictures that were big budget release that was supposed to come out 2020 christmas and then covid happened really 
here's here's the funny thing COVID happened and they didn't know what they were going to do amazon was like we're going to buy this from you for 200 million dollars and so paramount is like i don't know when we'll be able to release movies okay they sold it but the funny thing is then paramount plus came out and i'm wondering like maybe we should have kept this movie sure they sold a movie they could have put on their own streaming platform which I think is hilarious. That's so interesting. I didn't know that. That's so cool. See, this is the interesting stuff you're bringing to the table already, man. You're so prepared. I love it. And I got to say that I was genuinely thrilled by this movie because there are thrilling moments in this movie. Mm -hmm. There's a, a real, real sense of danger and there's good action and there's even some heart tugging moments in it. And, uh, by the time it was over, I was like, you know what? I really dug that. That was a pleasant surprise kind of a thing. Yeah. And that's how I feel about the movie. It's a pleasant surprise. Dude, I feel exactly the same way. I I don't know what part in the movie it happened, but I was like, this is good. I was like, this is this is good. I like this yeah. like a lot. And like you said, too, it was kind of nice going in, not knowing anything. Because even if you don't try to watch trailers, especially for Marvel stuff, it's so hard to get around and not like learn a bit here and there from social media mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. And, and obviously all that is voluntary on our parts, but uh, it's just nice to go into something where it's just like, I, I don't know. I kind of, I was like, maybe I kind of know something. And one thing that this movie does that I really liked, and I was so happy to see the restraint and we'll talk more about it in the spoilers, but uh, I really liked quiet place but I felt like we knew of the monsters a little too early or kind of knew exactly what they looked like. This mm-hmm. movie holds back on that for a while. And I, I really appreciate that kind of Jurassic park esque in that way where there's like, yes, the threat is there. You might see a thing here or there, uh, but you don't actually see them for a while. And then when you finally do, yeah. they're like, Oh, here this thing is. And you really get a good look at it. And you're like, Oh my gosh so like i love so many movies are ruined by our own expectations our own hype uh or a trailer may show us way too much Mm -hmm. and that happens all the time now so with this film not having really i don't think i ever watched the trailer for this i just saw the ads you know and so i didn't know what it was about i had no idea what the monsters look like what the creatures look like so it was it's just nice being kind of surprised every once in a while you know yeah i think like like, oh okay right yeah i think the trailer hooks were like we have time travel aliens and we have like just regular citizens that are now inscripted you know what i mean or conscripted where it's like hey it's a dude who just came from work as a cook and we just put like (laughs) you know a body armor on him and sent him to the future it's like good luck and it's like that's such a great line by the way right like he's got a chef head (laughs) exactly right i was like so he had that on the whole week that he was training uh because they only usually like they're saying they train people uh just regular citizens within a week to get ready to go uh and do this and it's like okay sending him to the future and there are plenty of things we could probably point out that like i said maybe we'll get into in the uh the spoiler portion of everything but uh I don't know. I just thought it was really cool. It was interesting. And I don't want to be reductive when I say this, but if you enjoyed uh, things like elements from A Quiet Place and you also enjoyed elements from the underrated, wonderful film uh, they call Live, Die, Repeat Now or Edge of Tomorrow, starring Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt. It's kind of like those two things put together. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And I I really liked it because I was thinking more and more about it and I was like, okay, 
like <laughs> a potential draft dodger uh, gets put into some sort of time situation and has to fight these aliens and is looking for a very specific thing in the future. Like that's right, kind right. Of, I was like, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the plot a little bit, and that's kind of what Edge of Tomorrow is. <laughs> and I was like, okay, but different films, different executions, and all that stuff too. Yeah, um, some detractors might say this is so derivative of these other films. You know, they like to point out like here's the similarities or like this is why it's bad but i don't think that is bad it's hard to find an original idea these days i think there's enough spin on this where sure some things kind of remind me a little but i think it's its own thing i never once felt like well that movie did it better i was always like i can't wait to see what happens next what are they going to do with this where are they going with this and uh creatures now it's so hard to make an original looking creature yeah and they always remind you of somebody and you know you always think of the the perfect creature like a xenomorph from alien yeah or the predator the way he looks or whatever uh you know i even thought of independence day those creatures but it was like a, a guy in a suit or whatever so i liked having you know this might be in the more spoiler territory but i i really liked the ferocity of these things yes yes uh we we totally need to talk about them but you're right because we can we'll get into the really specific design things about them and the other kind of characters too which i haven't really brought up because i was like ah, eh, might be kind of spoiler ish but i would recommend this to people if you enjoy action movies sci-fi movies uh stuff like that if you enjoy chris pratt which by the way this might be my favorite chris pratt performance because yeah, great there it. are other people in this movie that remind me of what he used to be like on parks and rec and who he's become where he still has a few funny moments, but he's like a very serious warrior. Like you see in like, I think zero dark 30 and some other stuff. Like he's got some training. Yeah. And, uh, I really liked him though. I was like, yes, this is really, I, I felt like he shone so brightly in this for me. I don't know. What did you think? He's good in this type of role, yeah. you know, kind of a take charge kind of guy who knows what he's doing, but also can be kind of an, Aw shucks kind of in crack a good joke every once in a while and uh be kind of be kind to the out of shape guy yeah. who's kind of doesn't know what he's doing you know right. he's perfect in that kind of role yeah yeah well but like i said before we, f- oh, we finish up uh, with the spoiler free tag uh like i said i recommend it jason would you recommend this film or you say this is a pass yeah, you can. I right away I said, "Hey, you should watch this." To people I know, you know, I think you should check it out. Check it out if you've got Amazon Prime. That is, if you don't, then you can't. And uh, you made a good point <laughs> you there. You can't watch this. <laughs> you can't. Well, the Paramount Plus thing that's so fascinating because there's so many of these films now that like I forget if Netflix was making an offer on the most recent James Bond film, right? You know, with that kind of thing. But now that's MGM and Amazon bought mgm so like mm-hmm. i don't know man it's getting the streaming services like it's cool for us because they all have to compete like super hard yeah. uh and there's just more opportunity for actors and creative types and stuff but it is it's hard sometimes to know like which ones you want like i'm waiting to get paramount plus when that fraser re- or revival you know kicks off and i'll just feel like, all right just wait <laughs> yeah. for fraser i'm gonna wait for fraser um yeah so recommend it check it out if you want to but now i'm gonna flip the old spoiler switch here so we can finally just we can just let loose jason it'll be it'll be so nice are you ready i'm ready okay (laughs) 
Okay. Got it's a hit. I got the sparks in my eyes. I don't know why I haven't gotten it fixed yet. Um, it's more fun to do that when there's somebody else on the show because when I do it when I'm by myself, it just it it just feels weird. Anyway, so I loved it. Thank you so much. Uh, acting, <laughs> acting. Did it look like I had sparks in my eyes? Um, yes, it did. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I was terrified for you. Thank you. You should be. Uh, so one really cool thing. I I want to get to the monsters, but before we do, one thing that I kind of called. I think probably many people would uh, when you're watching this is that when we send um, Dan Forrester into the future. He ends up talking with this colonel and uh, she's kind of giving him all oh, yeah. these, this information. And all I could think right away was like, oh, yeah, he had a daughter uh, that he left and she would be yeah. about this age. And I'm like, I bet it's his daughter. And it was like, yep. Uh- <laughs> you know what's funny? That is predictable. But I genuinely love the way Chris Pratt sold that when he yeah. finds out that's his daughter and there's even a great moment where she's, he wants to hug her. That's the first thing he wants to do. And she's like, don't do that. And yeah. he's like, Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. You know, like I get it. And, uh, I genuinely felt in that moment, like she's had so much loss. Like what is there like 50,000 humans left or something? I was like 500,000 or something. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. It's like, I'm not in a hugging mood right now, you know? Yeah, well, and also there's, like, this whole thing where the time travel in this mythos works that, like, if we change something in the past, it doesn't necessarily change the future. Like, that's its own time period. And so something happened in Dan's life where he was just sad and eventually got divorced and, like, left the family and then ended up dying uh, to, to wounds from a car crash. And she kind of was like, I believed in you. I wanted to believe in you more than anybody. And you kind of yeah. left us and stuff. And it's like, huh, like, it's weird because the the one we know, the character we know would never ever do that but i guess if you add yeah. like it was like seven years he was gonna die um when like, she's telling him that he's like looking like I'm, that is not me man yeah, <laughs> like, like all, i would I, not do any of that right yeah like we all agree with him in that moment you're like yeah this guy this dude no but i guess they kind of allude to that earlier where it's like he can't get a job back home like he's trying to get this new job and he just can't get it and she's as a little girl is reassuring him but uh, as an adult, you can tell like she wants to care about him and trust him, but she doesn't know if she can. And he's just like, I just saw you when you were a child. Like, I'm so sorry yeah. about that. Like uh, literally yesterday, you know. Right. Yeah. Or whenever it was. Yeah. Um, and that whole like they get conscripted for like a week and most of them don't make it back. Uh, and the, the sequence of them getting teleported to the future reminded me a little bit of uh, Godzilla 2014 where they were dropping the the guys out of the sh- uh, like the C130 with the flares cuz it's like a red sky in Miami but people are just like falling but in this time they don't have parachutes they're just like smashing oh, into the building and Yeah, stuff. And I, I see like, that. Oh. It kind of remind me a little Stargate too when they oh, walk through the Stargate kind sure. of a thing. Yeah, I was just happy that uh, they do a really cool shot where they show like um Dan falling and you think he's going to hit like the the top of a building but there's a pool up there and it's like from his perspective it looks like he's just gonna hit the side before he hits the pool but he lands perfectly in the pool and it's oh there's one guy he just hits several things until he just falls into the fire and i'm like ooh, that guy just did not have a good time right like it's nice (laughs) that the ones that were talking earlier were the ones that made it but like i think it would have gave it a little more if like one that they had back in the training montage just like did not make it through that like straight up suicide squad like just was gone you know like i loved the character of charlie so much played by sam richardson yeah 
that I kind of wish that we would have gotten some boot camp scenes of them being trained. Sure. Yeah. But I know the movie's like, we got to keep going. Come on, chop, chop, chop. We got a lot of story here kind yeah. of a thing. Which I liked. I did like him too. Sometimes the comic relief can be so just grating because like everything they say is a joke. But thankfully with this guy, he was not only intelligent and kind of quirky, but also had a little bit of a backstory. Like his wife was on the first wave of people who went to the future and like did not make yeah. it back. So you're like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, this guy. You feel, generally feel bad for him. Yeah, yeah. and later on when he like, makes it back, he's like, I hid. He's like, and I thought that was going to change him forever. I was like, I wonder if he'll yeah. just be like this guy now. But no, he was still like back to his quirky self later. I was like, oh. And they had a great playoff of him and the other guy, Dorian. Yeah. Who this was his third tour. And you're wondering, like, why would you do this three times? And he's like, because I'm going to die of cancer in like three months from now or something like that. So I'm going to go out the way I want to go out, like fighting. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I get this, you know? And I love how he, uh, Charlie's like, uh, yeah, uh, do you think I'm going to die? And he's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you're going to die. And he's like, don't laugh. <laughs> you know, he's just yeah. like, you're not going to make it, man. Oh, yeah. He was trying to like psych himself up because like you're going back out. He's like, he's like, I'm going to make it. And he's like, you're not going to make it. He's like, don't say that to somebody who's like, who just is psyching themselves up. You know, like this movie had a lot of those jokes, which I only keyed into because you were talking to me about this because the the director of this um, which doesn't always necessarily mean that they're going to put jokes in here but it sounds like the last big thing that this person did was like the Lego movie if I'm not mistaken yeah, Lego Batman Lego Batman sorry that's what it was uh, so there's a lot of jokes in here and maybe the writer um, who is somebody different it was also maybe I don't know if they're tied into that at all but it seemed like some jokes that you would get out of a Lego movie like that like pretty kind of quick little jabs here and there it's like oh that's pretty good you know it's like that's nice but yeah i totally picked up on that and i thought that was good because if they didn't have that this would be much more of an emotional uh <laughs> slog right because it's a lot of right. a lot going on like a lot of just like uh, uh. oh and i gotta say before uh dan chris pratt leaves for the future we get to meet his dad he's a strange dad played by jk simmons oh i forgot he was in this and i was like jk simmons (laughs) and he's so good in this and he's kind of a conspiracy guy who's like a a survivalist nut and i'm like we're definitely gonna see this guy again yeah like later on when they were talking like we need some we need like a plane and we're gonna need like munitions and all this stuff and i was like we know a guy Um, (laughs) yeah we happen to know a guy and it was the second time within five minutes that they did this because for some odd reason uh charlie and dan who are both like scientists instead of going to maybe someone who would be like really well versed in volcanoes they go back to dan's the high school that he's <laughs> yeah. teaching at to talk to one yeah, of the dan high school is a students. science teacher that and... moment felt very much like a, a transformers thing Did yeah it? <laughs> You know what I that mean? kid sold that moment though yes because he was like i've waited my whole life for this to answer questions about this yeah like the volcano thing because they're like oh it's a volcano thing and i was like oh my god they're tying back to the kid with the, who loved the volcano it's like <laughs> and charlie was even like oh i would have loved for this moment to happen to me when i was in high school yeah you know? the only thing i didn't buy was like everybody didn't like him for the volcano thing and then like when he's talking about this he's like owning the classroom he's like laptop and like yeah like passing up a thing. i was like i wonder if they're just like oh just give him the laptop so he can just shut up about volcanoes. you know what's funny is there were moments in this film that i was like oh if we would have been in a packed theater people would have been laughing yeah. at this part or mm-hmm. this would have been a great crowd moment um 
I got to say the whole buildup to the white spikes. Yeah. When they're finally revealed, they did a great job of building up to that. Like Mm -hmm. we see the carnage that they've wreaked, but we haven't seen them yet. Yes. And they even said, why haven't you shown us what these things look like? And they're like, because we determined if we would show you, then no one would show up for this and volunteer or even go. No one would show up for boot camp. They'd all run. Yeah. Because this is a horror show we're sending you into. And so when they finally show these things, and I love the reveal. I've watched it more than once. It's like a panting creature. like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you see all yes. this teeth and it's just like, oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. I love that. And even before that, like when they're on the top of the building and one of the recruits, she's looking with her binoculars and they just kind of slowly pan in on her and you kind of see the reflection of them at a great distance in her binoculars, yeah. not through them, like the reflection of it. It's like, that's so great. But right when you get to that moment in the stairwell where you see them panting, I'm like, oh, that makes it so much more real. And the designs, I really appreciate how simple they are, but they also, the facts that, the, the fact that they have those kind of tentacles that shoot the actual spikes, yeah, I think makes them interesting in a way that kind of reminds me a little bit of Edge of Tomorrow, their aliens, but also like their own thing too like i they look really cool i think like you know what's funny wonderful. is i i really liked edge of tomorrow but i don't remember the creatures very well i yes. remember they were kind of similar they were really fast and they just cut you to ribbons kind of a thing but i don't remember much about it they're like whirling dervishes of like little tendrils all put together and they'll like see yeah. you and then they'll just be like like they'll just fly to you and you're like there's nothing you can do you can do they're yeah. just so fast uh but yeah so th- these i think the creature design maybe one of the best ones I've seen in a long time. And I was trying to think if they reminded me of like predator dogs or there's another, there's something out there that these things reminded me of when I saw them, like, Oh, I feel like I've kind of seen them before, but they are their own thing. I think they owe a bit to velociraptors, you know, too. Right. And that's a thing that they reveal is like, they don't just kill you. They eat you, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And they show that they, they want to eat us. Like we're food. Yes, totally. And that's pretty scary, too, because the way they lock eyes on you is as you're the prey. And that whole stairwell scene is fantastic. How they're going down the stairwell and they're all shooting. Uh, Charlie has a wonderful moment at that scene where he's like, ah, ah, and he's like shooting and shooting and shooting. I love that. And I had that on closed captioning, too. And you could just see like the same word he says over and over again in that whole scene. It fills the screen. It's yep. fantastic. And uh, there are people like getting hit with the spikes, getting like bitten into. And that scene is like f- so frantic and exciting. And when the Humvees are coming for them to save them, don't you love the way they go? Yeah. I like, knew it. That? <laughs> and, you, <laughs> and then you see what happens to the Humvee guys. It's like, oh, Yep, I knew right when the Humvees, they started cheering. I was like, anytime you see cheering in an action yeah. movie that isn't like the end of it, I'm like, yep, no, send Don't poorly. cheer because you're being saved in a monster right? movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, that, okay, back to the thing you said with Charlie, it's so funny because he, he keeps saying the same swear word again and again and again. And I was like, that's such a real human moment that a lot of people who are, who'd be in that moment would do what he did. You'd just be like, yeah. you don't even know what else to say. Yeah, but there's something about this movie and maybe I've become more of a sadistic person, J-Strom. But I would love to see like, I don't know if you call it director's cut or whatever, or like an enhanced edition because this is like a PG 13. It's pretty bloodless. There's a few moments. This movie could be 
so R-rated, not for the swearing or any other like yeah. adult content, but like this could be a bloodbath of a film. You know, like with all <laughs> yeah. the stuff that happens because a lot of people get like stabbed to the spike and they're dead. They're like, Ugh. um, but there's times where I'm like, oh, they could have gone like Gears of War, and they do a few moments with the white spikes that are really pretty graphic. But because they're aliens, they can be like, yeah, we could rip them in half. Like it's yeah. not a problem. And then that stuff, I'm like, yes, I'm like. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. A little There's some great garnish. slow-mo shots when Chris Pat is going, da, 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 and he's like, ah, and he, he blows one of them's head off. And I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good moment. That's a good one. Because they're only weak, like, on the throat and on, like, the chest. Yeah, and I love Dorian. Like, you notice he doesn't carry an automatic no. uh, machine gun. He has a shotgun. He's like, go for the neck, go for the abdomen. Yeah, that's the way to bring him down. And there's a part where, you know, uh, Chris Pratt is trying to kill him with an axe. Oh yeah. And he like slides up with a shotgun. He goes, doosh, doosh. I love that mm-hmm. scene. That's fantastic. Yeah. Cause like he goes, they do this a few times in this movie where they give you a moment where they're like, here's how it's going to go down. So it's, you know, Dan Forrester sees the axe. He's going to get the axe out. And you're like, he's going to bury the axe head in this thing. It's going to be sick. But it's like, wait, he misses with it and you're like oh wait my expectations have been subverted and then he like hits it with the back end of the axe like through the jaw and you're like oh, right. i don't know how this is gonna end and then the guy shows up dorian with the shotgun and you're like and oh wow that there's was- moments oh. they show the aliens are pretty intelligent because yeah. i've noticed that when you start shooting at them the aliens kind of ca- cower their head and yep. they their back is armored mm-hmm. and that you they let you waste your bullets on their back and then they pop out and come at you and i was just like dude they're pretty smart and when uh chris pratt swings the axe the thing moves its head back you know yeah. where he misses the first time yeah totally or when they're running outside of the building in that first kind of sequence that big sequence there's like one barking out orders it seems like and it's kind of telling them like some of them to go left and some of them to go right and i was like oh wow they're kind of they are coordinated pack hunters to some degree they're not just mindless killing machines it's like oh okay cool what i liked about this is that you were genuinely scared for the yeah. the characters like mm-hmm. when they're trying to get away and the dude gets hit and he, or the guy falls and he's like, we got to save him. And the other guy's like, no, we got to just keep going. And the the lady gets shot in the back and she's like, and they're like, you notice most of these people who are like just regular people who got drafted into this, yeah. they're doing their jobs. They're not cowering in fear. Yeah. Even one guy, he went to like slam the door on the creature, but the thing blew it open. He gets flung up in the air did you notice he gets dragged away the the creature yes. just pulls uh. him in and it's like that guy's poor guy that guy was a hero right there yep and then she's like go go and she's like firing and they get blown up it's just like man they're taking losses left and right yeah the deaths of those uh, recruits i thought were so fast like the ones who had talked for a while because usually they kind of save that stuff for like later in the game but they took him out so quickly when i thought that whole sequence was going to be done i'm like oh whoa, whoa what's happening what why are they jumping over this bridge they're like they're dead oh my gosh it was like wow they took him out pretty quickly there but it was this whole like kind of crazy like nobody's safe thing and i think yeah that definitely increases the tension so you're right so anytime one of these things gets close to anybody you're like wow you could die pretty quickly like <laughs> these things aren't messing around they are very scary very very scary creatures oh my god yeah gosh. when they tell charlie he's being redeployed he's like are you what what yeah. he's like i'm gonna get killed why why i why are we doing this yeah. you know i was trying to count and the I days kind of, 
agree with him like why do this let's yeah. just hide somewhere forever you know? yeah because you're like you go out there for seven days and i was like yeah it's like and then you get recalled no matter where you are and i was thinking about that and i was like trying to count those days so i'm like okay it's so, like three or four days in and i was like but they're gonna like send him like those guys like charlie back out and i'm like but why like, yeah, like the people in their unit that got sent out they didn't last a day no. you know they didn't last hours no yeah which and is i bad. guess what they're doing is keeping them busy while uh, the daughter scientist, they're trying to come up with a, um, what do they call it? It's not a serum. It's a, it's basically a poison, a, yep. I'm not thinking of the right word, but to kill them. Yep. Mm-hmm. A yep. nerve agent that will destroy them. Yes. And she explains to Dan that they've come up with one that will destroy all the males. But the female, it doesn't do anything to her, and she uh, comes up with an immunity for it right away. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to figure that out. And what did you think of that whole capturing the queen sequence? Dude, I love or, it. I, I call it a queen, but it's the female. But I was like, this is the queen, like kind the of, queen alien kind of a thing. Right, yeah, totally. It reminded me of, like, it's the alphas. So, again, in Edge of Tomorrow, there's, like, alphas, and that's what Tom Cruise gets his powers. And then there's, like, the omega, I think, is, like, the super, super one you have to, like, kill because it's, like, the hive mind. That's kind of what this was. I really loved yeah. it. Plus, I love seeing a flamethrower in anything. So I was like, oh, and they had this whole like she was underground and she was like in these pits and they were kind of trying to get her into a cage and they're trying to like kind of drag her to different spots. And I thought that whole thing was really kind of unique and interesting. I was like, whoa, this is so weird. I, I get a kind of a star troop, a starship troopers vibe Dude. from that, that whole sequence. Yes, that and like it's almost like Starcraft. Like they're like the Zerg and they just rush. They just run at yeah. you. And you're just like, oh my gosh, there's so many of them. <laughs> and I love that uh Dan gets to see his daughter is him. She's yeah. just like him. She's take charge. She dives into the action and uh she's holding her own for a bit, but yeah. uh they get overpowered pretty quickly by this uh female white spike. And I thought like they're like in your face like she bites some dudes in half in that scene Mm -hmm. yeah she's terrifying and they're like trying to like grapple her tentacles and like trying to pull her back into this cage I'm like how are you gonna get her in here (laughs) yeah this isn't working I'm like um okay I was like shoot her yeah exactly right (laughs) and I love that once they get her in the cage there's a helicopter like already attached and they just take her up and out of like the sand pit that she's in they're just like and we're going and uh, all I can think about in the helicopters in every movie I'm like just get as high off the ground as you possibly can. I know that's not always the best thing to yeah. do, but it's always in these types of things. And then you see like one of the helicopters gets overrun because a bunch of the males show up. Oh, and jumping they reveal like, that they have like flying squirrel type things. Yes. They can jump and yes. they can like hover in the air. And I was like, oh, dude. Yeah, I was like, oh, wait, they have that. And I'm like, man, these things, they've got a lot going on. I really like it. <laughs> it's like, and I so love cool. when his daughter, Murray, played by Yvonne Strahovski, by the way, she's fantastic. And yeah, she's one great. of my favorite shows of all time called Chuck. So it was great seeing her in this. She's on that 50 cal on the Humvee, just yeah. like blow them away as they're it's driving. Um, I love that whole scene. She's like, da, 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 da. it's fantastic. So much fun. Dude, like over the shoulder, she's just going crazy with it. And I like that they gave that moment to her. And I think, 
don't know if Dan was driving or just in the Humvee, but they, I think it's he's driving, and it just there weren't yeah. any shots really of him driving. It was just her just, and they kept going back to that where she's just gunning him down. I'm like, oof. And it looks like they're not going to make it totally, but they get away. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, there's a few of those moments where they're getting away from a big explosion or something like crazy like that, where there's there's too many of these things. Uh, and yeah. we also learn that the white spikes can hone in on the female, like they yep. they come to help save her at that like hundreds of them. So I wondered this in the movie answers it, which is, are they going to sense she's being captured and taken somewhere? Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently they have. (laughs) Well, it's funny. I look at that base they have at the end there, which is protecting that kind of portal generator to the past, that temporal generator. Yeah, they they can't swim. They've got these kind of multiple barricades. It was kind of attack on Titan. And I was like, maybe they can't swim. And then later on, I'm like, oh, wait, they can totally swim. Yeah, they apparently they can swim. They've probably eaten all the sea life by now. You know? Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Like they they're kind of unstoppable killing machines. But yeah, once they kind of try to figure out like what virus or whatever else is going to take her out. Uh, which oh, you know what of- I thought was really cool too, is they established that they have a wormhole that yeah. they've opened up between their time and uh, in the past and that it's held together barely. It's like got tape and popsicle sticks and chewing gum holding it together and uh, it's Dan and Charlie kind of work it out that like only people that are already dead and didn't live in that future can go. Yeah. And that's the reason they picked us because when Dan got uh, recruited, drafted, they say you die seven years from now. And he's yes. like, I do. And they're like, yes. And so he's not alive in that future. So they can send him there and it won't mess with the, basically the timeline or something like that. I thought that was kind of a cool little note they put there. Yeah, I love that because he's like, oh, it's a, like a paradox. And he's like, yeah, that's probably why everybody here who's running this is so young because they like. Yeah, grew up you can't in exist future. in the timeline you go to. So those young people who came from the future, they don't exist yet in that time. I guess they're born a little later so yeah. they can go. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, there's a lot of that kind of stuff where it's like tiny little bits of world building that you really appreciate. And uh, one of the things I didn't talk about at the beginning, one of the in, uh, kind of the introduction to all this and something I haven't seen before was like, what if, you know, these people teleported back to the past and just showed up on a soccer pitch or a football pitch. And we're, <laughs> we're telling everybody, they're like, we're coming from the future. We all need to band together. Cause it's not looking good. And I'd be like, uh, I just don't, I, maybe you can't pick where you land. I don't know how right. all of that works. I think you can though. Cause I think they send them to Miami. I'm not sure how it works, but I thought that was a cool visual to see like a bunch of armed soldiers come out of a portal onto a soccer field. And there's a bunch of people. Right. Like, I found on? myself wanting more scenes with the people who came back, yeah. like talking about like, I can't go back once I'm here because I exist in that timeline. So I'm stuck here in the past, but I'm here to like help you guys. Like there's a lot of kind of, we have to fill in the blank for ourselves. I would have liked a little more fleshing out of some of those characters. Sure. I thought they were really cool. That that's mainly why I wanted to know more about them. Yeah, no, totally. I, yeah, those are the more interesting. I think some of the more interesting characters, because there's something about the fact of like, we take random civilian in a suit and we, we send them to the future to fight. That's like, that's kind of interesting. But these people who've grown up in this horrible situation, like those are the ones you're like, okay, I want to know. It's like John Connor from the future. You're like, Oh, that John Connor is really interesting. You know, cause he's yeah. seen a lot of things. You're like he's oh. seen a lot of stuff. Like, Oh, I'm sorry, John. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. This There's a lot of fun, interesting things in this film, and I really thought it was going to be done, 
and there was like another half hour left and I really appreciated yeah. it because I was like oh my gosh there's way more movie here like because I thought it was going to end mm-hmm. in this climactic moment really cool shot uh, where you know Dan's fallen off he's trying to go after his daughter and she's fallen in with the the queen basically or the female and all the other males which they thankfully they burned part of her face to to show her different they yeah. do that sometimes in movies and I'm, I was like thank you movie because sometimes when they all they... look the same I'm like who is that which one is that? Like, <laughs> did you get the feeling like they showed like the alien's point of view watching her? And it yes. was like she knew exactly what she was doing. It's like yeah. she's coming up with a poison that will kill us all. Yeah, she's like so that when, retrovirus thing. When they all show up, and I by the way, I love the kind of drone with machine guns that would fly around shooting yeah. all of them. Like that kind of reminded me of World War Z a little bit with Dude. all the zombies climbing up the wall. Yeah, totally. When sh- they all the males come in and free her. She's like, we're going after that lady. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. They're going for the daughter. They know what she has. So that was pretty scary because she's basically stalking the daughter at that point and looking for her. And uh, that scene where they, uh, Dan and his daughter have a tender scene. She gets spiked and I think she's hurt really bad. And he's like, no, no, no. here's what's going to happen. Cause basically she reveals the plan. This is for you to take into the past. Mm-hmm. You guys need to mass produce this. And then when the white spikes show up, you can eradicate them. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay, but then I'm coming back to help you. And she's like, okay. And she, you know, in her head, she's like, that's not happening. Yeah. You know, maybe it's something he just needs to tell himself and he's to lie to himself. But you realize when they're overtaking that place, that's their last stand of humanity yeah. right there. That this is where humanity ends. And that whole sequence where the, I, I keep wanting to say the queen, <laughs> yeah, the female shows up. I'm going to call her the queen. She shows up and they're falling off the edge. And he decides, by the way, uh, we didn't establish, you know, the wrist thing that oh, seven yeah. days it no matter where you are you get zapped back into the past yep. like because of that wrist thing so he's gonna go any minute so he's like jump dives off as she's falling to her death to save her and you see like the entire ocean swarming with the white spot i thought that was a cool shot yeah that slow-mo it kind of reminded me a little bit of like aquaman when he jumped in with the flare and stuff oh yeah it yeah kind of that vibe again i thought for sure man that this was going to be the end of it and i thought he was going to somehow take off that bracelet thing and put it on her or something crazy like that because grab other movies, her and maybe she goes with them yes or something. other movies that's how it probably would have ended because they're like that's the movie it's done but then it was. But like, I didn't realize that the first time is that kind of spinning type of radar dish thing. That was the time loop thing, the the wormhole activator thing. Oh, yeah. And you see it get taken down by the aliens, like after he goes, like and they like destroy it. So when he gets back to normal time, by the way, when he lands, I'm like, I hope he didn't crack that vial yeah, exactly. when he landed. But they're like, like oh. the time stream's gone. Mm-hmm. We've lost all contact with the future. And he's like, no, or whatever. And he's like, mass produce this. And they're like, well, that won't do any good or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. I started thinking in my head, like, where does the movie go from here? What is he going to do? Right. Yeah. And then there's that kind of realization that maybe 
like these things didn't just land because it was like, oh yeah, they were up in, you know, Russia and we didn't see them coming. There was no crash site or whatever. They just kind of came from out there. They avoided satellites and stuff. And I was thinking, okay, these things are really intelligent. How would they know to avoid that sort of thing? Right. Like I couldn't picture these things flying a spaceship is what I was thinking. Dude, I was thinking the exact same thing. So when they were like, all right, we need to go to Siberia basically to find this ship that has these things because we're pretty sure it's frozen. And uh, Charlie has a great line where he's like, well, you know, there's only one difference between ice and water. And they're talking about kind of temperatures and stuff like that. Like one degree. Oh, yeah. I love that. That basically he's like, if these things are frozen, then how do they ever get out? And he's like, well, because in the future they melt. Those glaciers have melted. And so they're free to get out. And I was like, uh, ah, that's that's a pretty smart little thing there because uh, I like the idea that they're frozen and they've been on Earth the entire time. And then I guess because of humans and the way we've treated earth, it melts right. and then they get loose and destroy us all kind of a thing. Yeah, exactly. And I thought Did that was you, so interesting. When, you know, they recruit the dad and the other people, warriors from the future. Did you think this, like, it's okay for them to go and they've died. They haven't been born yet. They're still going to be born. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I guess uh, potentially they could still be born, but maybe, well, yeah, no, you're probably right. Cause uh, they would exist. I'm not sure. I guess and I never thought about them going to the past and then being stuck in the past where they couldn't go back to the future. I didn't think about that at all. So I was like, oh, you brought up a good point there. But I would have been like, I didn't get to chill a little bit. You know, (laughs) I went from this horrible future to the past, train you guys. Now I'm going to fight again. But uh, I didn't get to go to the movies or hang out at the mall or anything, you know. They're just like looking at cell phones and they're just like, oh, my gosh, guys, like you're still really excited about those. Like, come on. (laughs) When they figure out where they are part of me was like okay just leave it there just go we know we'll be safe for a while but then they plant the explosives and blow up a huge crater i'm like what are you doing part of me was like what are you guys doing just wake them up they find the ship and i'm like okay get out of there we need to come up with a plan or whatever and they even have that conversation like we could leave right now yep we could go tell everybody that this is what we found but and he's like they'll talk and talk and not talk be able to figure death, it out right? you and know yeah. no one will agree on how to handle this so i think we should just take care of it now and they're like yeah okay yeah i enjoyed the fact that there's like this tenuous piece that all of humanity just we assume gets for this common enemy in the future and because they come you know from the future to the past and tell everybody so like all the world governments have banded together I love that. And then, like, the second that we think it's gone, even, like, the Department of Defense or whatever, Secretary of Defense is like, I can't I can't justify this. He's like, look at all, this is all, everybody's trying to kill each other right now. I got other problems. And it's just, like, humanity just fell in on itself, just like, we're back to fighting each other. Yeah. And so, like, they knew going into this spaceship, they're like, yeah, like, it doesn't matter if we tell anybody because they're not going to listen. <laughs> like, I like, got to say this part of the movie, it was such a strange shift in tone from that ending with the daughter. Yeah. Then now we're into this part and I was digging it, but I was like, what are they going to do? How are they going to stop this? Cause I was worried that there would be some final egg, you know, like focus on an egg, like, Oh, they didn't get all of them or something like that. Sure. So I was very happy that it seemed like the movie was like, no, this is the end of the story. So it's okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, they kind of left it open a little bit. Cause like we were talking about before, it's like the xenomorphs where 
you know they're intelligent and they're scary, but they're not the things that are going to like pilot a ship and land and be like, yes, now we can yeah. leave our the cockpit or whatever. Now we can leave our little <laughs> our little chairs and go out there and do stuff. There was like another ship that had crash landed other alien species that weren't the white spikes who were using these things as potentially weapons. Right. So it, it was kinda, like kind of their bioweapon. They were flying somewhere right? and they yeah. crash landed on earth. And it's so cool because like this whole movie and the premise of all the problems are of a thing that was just a weapon for another species to either use on humanity or to use on something else. So it kind of leaves it open in this bigger way that you could be like, yeah, you thought those things were bad. Well, the the species that captured them in the first place, well, they're crazy. You know, like they're super, like not right. as scary like as fighters, but they're really intelligent. And then I think it's so funny because they go into the ship to find like the white spikes and they're like, okay, here, here are all of them right here. And, and they're like, we've got the neurotoxin. You know, we got the toxin. We're going to go stab them with these because they're like these little incubator pod things or these little kind yeah. of sacks or whatnot. And it's like, why wouldn't you go and do the female first? Because she's like the yeah. one you got to get rid of. I was like, go what? for that one right away. I thought it was going to be all Resident Evil or something where there was just a container. You inject all of it in and you see all the green stuff go in every pod at the same time. Sure. But instead they were doing like one at a time. I was like, this isn't working out, you know? Yeah. And also, I don't know if you thought this. I was like, look for alien weapons. Dude, on that ship. right yeah <laughs> or just like check out the rest of the ship because later on they find out that there's like tons more like thousands more of them like, like guys there's a bunch down here they were delivering a payload somewhere yeah of exactly those creatures but i get it where like in that moment you're like oh my gosh this is we could wipe out the eight in this room like really quickly and we'll save humanity but then it's like hey you didn't think they're and it's better i was like it's better for the movie if the female lives so we can do like a cool final fight sequence with her Yeah. And I love, he tells his dad, he goes, dad, you're, you're the last line of defense. Don't let anything get past her. And he goes, don't worry. I got this. And Charlie's with him. And I love Charlie's boneheaded when he goes, you got some spikes coming out towards you. He realizes that there's no bullets in his clip. And I was like, oh my God. And the dad's going, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. He's like shooting it one at a time with his uh, sniper rifle. And he's like, Charlie, that moment with the saw, yeah, I laughed out loud. That was hilarious. Where he kind of slides into its head. He's like, you know, blood and guts going all over him. I love that too. And it's the second time this year we've gotten something like that. We got it in Mortal Kombat as well. So it's like, what's I like this whole chainsaw in the face thing that's been going on. Like, <laughs> yeah. guys, it's pretty good. Uh, yeah, that moment. Charlie where, had the best moments in this film, really. Well, then, those two had to leave because um, the female got out, and or they had to, like they weren't there when Dan got out of the ship. Like those yeah. two guys had left or something. Dorian, he yeah, they planted the whole ship with explosives, and they're like, and run. he's just like, we're gonna blow it. You get out of here and he even gets to say his final last line like i'm going out my way yeah and then he blows them all up dude fine the- except the queen got away exactly well that explosion and then the one beforehand where dan's like is that it and it's like a bigger explosion like the explosions in this movie i'm like pretty good. yeah like like i said they good. spent a lot of money in this movie because yeah. the effects are fantastic in this movie. They did yeah. a great job oh, with the effects. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The the time manipulation effects and stuff uh, I thought were really cool, too. But I and I like that the movie starts like they kind of do it like a TV show where they do something kind of interesting at the beginning. So they like show Dan show up first in the pool and then like later on they come back to that. And you're like, OK, we're back to the, the present here. But yeah, I like that the final fight is like him 
his dad and this final thing and really just showing the intelligence not only of the the female but like of this pair this kind of uh, this father-son right. team who don't really did like you get each that other. kind of feeling of a dad taking his son hunting dude kind for of sure especially with the whole like that he made the trap and he was like using his sniper to like hit it from a distance he's like yeah you dummy or whatever <laughs> it's like Do- yes. when he starts shooting at that thing from a distance and it turns and looks at him and just starts running towards him i love that he's just like okay mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yep. thing is just hauling butt right to oh, him dude. and it almost gets him and then it's like out of nowhere dan shows up with a snowmobile and just smashes it i thought he was just going to try to like shoulder charge it from the side but i'm like oh the snowmobile into the side pretty good move yeah yeah it works yeah yeah i like that and the whole fight with he remember doreen had a white spike claw around mm-hmm. his neck on a necklace and he gives that to him and he uses that as his weapon in so his cool. hand i thought that was really cool well but, that and the whole like and then back to back i was like oh it's army of two because like it gets away from oh, them like when, the female gets away from them oh so when good. the dad goes back to back i was like yes yes <laughs> it's like if you hear that i'm like oh my gosh like do you see her no i can't see her uh and that whole sequence and i love again kind of like with the axe earlier with the, the miss and then the hit and all that stuff there's this moment where it's like all the dire you know kind of like oh they got the toxin and the tendril but she rips off the tendril and i was thinking that beforehand i'm like oh it might not get there and she rips it off so she doesn't die and the yeah. fight continues and there's when he moment. stabs it in that tentacle is like bad spot to do exactly that. yeah i'm like oh no it's not good uh so they're fighting and fighting and fighting and it's just this dramatic thing and then there's this moment where it's like, it's going to kill Dan and it's going to jump off the edge with him. And then it's like his dad cuts his hand and like the thing's going to go for him. And I was like, oh, this is too predictable. I'm like, oh, come on. Really? Yeah. And he's do like, this? this is it, son. I didn't, you know, and then it's this like, is for you. Whatever. And he's like, yeah. nope, that's not going to happen either because uh, Dan jumps back into that fight and saves his dad. And yeah, he I love when killed. they blind it too. They stab oh, it in both eyes. Dude, yeah. I And then just the whole like he gets it you know right where it needs to be with the claw in his hand like they're yeah, they're doesn't he cut its throat like just go slit its throat dude it's so good and then he hits it with the toxin like it's an overkill in such a good way and then there's yeah, like he throws the vial in his mouth yes that's goes, what like, it is ah. yeah and it like, just starts eating its head <laughs> i was like thinking i was like okay you definitely got that in you because like you know yeah of course if you inject it like it's going right into the bloodstream but these things they're just so like they're panting doing stuff all the time and if it bit on something it would have already like ingested whatever that was and I was like oh you inject I'm like there's no way you're coming back from that and uh, yeah. when he's like telling it he's just like die 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 you know <laughs> and it falls off the edge and you're like oh what if it survives and they do that whole like it just lands and it's just like is it could come back to life but no it like turns into goop when it yeah, hits <laughs> it's like oh my I actually said yes, like exactly. out loud when that happened, like it's dead. Yeah. And dude. I also love the way it was blindly shooting the spikes everywhere when it was blinded, just going. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, it totally. even hits Dan in the leg too with one. Yeah. It's, it's such a great like final fight and it, it could have been so like, I sacrificed myself to kill. It's like, no, neither of them had to sacrifice themselves in order to do yeah. this. And it still worked out. And you're like, cool. That's so cool. Cause like, we didn't know, I think J.K. Simmons' character, uh, Mr. James Forrester, well enough where, like, if his sacrifice had happened, it would have yeah. been as meaningful because he's only in it beforehand, like, a few scenes. Because, like, and that, like eh, the, yeah. I, the movie establishes that he was a deadbeat dad or he was yeah. never around for his son. And he's like, he sends birthday cards to his daughter or mm-hmm. Christmas cards, or whatever. He's like, 
no, 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 he's not going to be in her life. So I love that moment at the end, that bonding moment where they killed the mother alien, you know, and when they're laying in the snow and the dad's like, did you just say die? And he's like, yes, I did. And he's, oh, it worked. Yeah, well, it worked. <laughs> it's like, it did. And then Charlie comes in and lays down next to him. He's yeah. like, oh. Out yeah. of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, Charlie's here. Uh, but I love when he goes home at the end and he has yeah. that moment with his daughter. Because we didn't talk about that much when the when he goes back and he just saw his daughter die. Yep. And now he sees his young daughter again he's just like he knows what's happening gonna happen to her in the future and he tells his wife and everything but i love that moment he's like i'd like to introduce you to somebody your grandfather i thought that was really good that was really sweet moment yeah it was it was sweet and it was better like that was a a nicer thing because they're like yeah it's done like he tells his wife who's also a great actress uh like you know it's over with now he's come back like a few scrapes on him but when he originally came back like you were talking about i was wondering if the i was like oh this it's still going maybe they're gonna deal with like ptsd i was like because maybe he's just gonna be like maybe he's going to turn into that bad dad you know like yeah and that's i was worried about that yeah oh no please don't um but thankfully they didn't do that and it ended on a nice happy note you know like you said they didn't do like a well there was one sack left in the spaceship that survived you know and also i love the guy they went to for help who turned them down he takes credit for it he goes yeah i sent them into action on a covert mission i was laughing out loud at that part because you're like he's going yeah he's on tv talking about this and he's like he's like you know what if i had the chance I'd do it again. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're like, you suck, dude. Like, come on, man. Like, oh, man. Because that's just how it would work. He's like, I'll take credit for it. But if you screw up, I'm going to disavow any knowledge of this thing. It's like, ah, oh, dang. Yeah. I honestly felt when this was over, I was like, this would have been a huge hit. Yeah. If if the world was normal when this would have came out, I think it would have been a huge hit. And this it was, uh, what were you say? A Christmas time box office hit, you know. Sure, or like it would come out around this time of year, and I didn't talk about it earlier, but you mentioned the aliens from Independence Day earlier, but this has got an Independence Day vibe, sort of. I think yeah. the only trick they missed is they were like, all right, the, the governments have banded together in the future and they're all working together, because it seemed like she was the only one trying to work on a cure or, or like a neurotoxin. It's like, wouldn't you just have like a couple people left who were trying to well, make something. Remember they established she had a team working on it and that's oh, who they, they go to died. rescue and they're all dead. Sure. And apparently they're all strung up. Yes. And I was thinking about this. They, she said, if you find bodies, that means they're coming back. I think what it is, is if they're full and they're not hungry, they string up the bodies for later and they come back to eat. Oh, them. you're smart. Yeah. 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 yeah I was, so she yeah. has him get the vials. Yes, which I was wondering about too. Like, maybe you just can't send like a carcass of one of those things back because that's what I probably would have done. And be like, all right, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take one of these things or living and send the female back to the past and give people right. like a, a couple decades to study her and be like, yeah, we can definitely kill her because humanities we're just so good at making stuff like that. And I thought there is a, it was gonna a be part tra- where huh? she, uh, you know, she's taking samples from the queen. Yeah. And he goes, you should kill her. And he, she's like, no, we may need her. And I'm like, no, kill her now. Yes. Yeah. I thought they were going to say something like, oh, we need like a living metabolism in order to develop a neurotoxin. Right. Or something. There is that part where she's doing the thing with the vials and there's kind of like a uh, a montage. Yeah. 
And I, I was like, I don't understand what's going on really, but that's fine. She's yeah. just trying to get a hundred percent. That's all I need to know. I was looking <laughs> you know? at it and I was like, I was trying to remember some of my science stuff. I'm like, all right, I'm seeing some Lambda ladders. She's trying to line up something perfectly here. Uh, I thought it was going to be tuberculosis at the end of the day. I thought that was going to be the thing that kills it. Cause they were talking about that so much earlier in the film. I was like, oh, right. it's going to be like something like that. Cause his daughter is talking about like, there's a couple of different, you know, early foreshadowing. One is the volcanoes kid. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the other is the daughter saying, did you know they cured tuberculosis with worms from the ground? And I was just like, it's going to be worms. <laughs> That's how they kill the aliens. It. That's so great. I thought it was going to be uh, locusts like Gears of War because they talked about, they're like, well, how can, you know, these creatures get from how they have ash on their claws from this one place, but they're like a thousand or two thousand miles away. Uh, I thought it was going to be like lava tubes and they're going to be like, actually, they aren't aliens. They live under like in the planet's yeah. crust and they came up, you know, or something. I thought, I that's thought that was going. possible, too, that they've lived in the center of the earth forever kind of a thing. And they got out kind of a thing. But yeah. no, they went with aliens, which is still cool. Yeah. And it, like I said, it leaves it open for the future of like, you know, I love that moment where they're like kind of standing in the ship and they're like, this could be like they could use them for like cattle. And then like what everybody else is thinking is what Dan Forrest says, like, or or like a weapon, you know, to like clear planets. And so you start yeah. thinking like, oh, there's these other alien race out there. And they're like, yeah, well, it doesn't really matter right now. After we kill them all, it'll be like they were never here. And I was just thinking like, that's true. But if you want to make a sequel, you can totally do it. You know what I mean? Like you could be like, oh, yeah. those guys came back. They found out that you killed, you know, them or whatever. And they're going to show up and fight you. And I was like, this is, it wants to maybe set up something, but it doesn't. It is completely, it seems like right now is completely one thing. And I really respect that because it could have easily been like, we're making another one, you know? Yeah. Like, I appreciate it. And I thought that. the whole supporting cast was so good. Yeah. Down the line from Avon uh, Strahovski, J.K. Simmons, Betty Gilpin, mm-hmm. Sam Richardson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The guy who played Dorian, Edwin Hodge, I thought he was fantastic. Yeah. The guy who was, he was basically going to die of cancer, but he chose to fight. And I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. I also like, there's a sequence really early on where Dan's wife um, is like, she runs a support group basically. And like, Mm -hmm. there are people in there who have like lost legs and arms and it's very, they do focus on like the, the, not only the, the PTSD of war, but like just the actual physical disabilities people come back with. And that she talks about, she's like, no one will tell me what happened like people come back from a week and they just don't talk about it like they can't right. they're just like I, I don't know what you want me to say yeah. picture like, the most horrifying thing you can think of and it's worse than that <laughs> exactly i'm just like oh my gosh like yeah it's 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 a crazy world and there's that one moment where charlie's like i'm just glad that will smith isn't alive to see what happened to miami basically yeah, that was <laughs> fantastic like, i love I'm that like, one i just i want to think that will smith is out there watching this and he's like laughing at these things you know he's like ah. yeah <laughs> you know like when they showed those great. unmanned drones with like gatling guns flying uh, around yeah. i was like they need like a ton more of those and more just of those. flying over cities yep just shooting them i'd make like moats of acid and fire and stuff not just <laughs> water like i'd make i would be really into figuring out how to stop these guys I'd i be would like, have oh, like yeah. unmanned remote operated like mechs mm-hmm. like walking around and stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and i don't know if they can't if they can only transport bio like organic material to the future because that's always been like a terminator thing where they're like hey well, we they, can't, yeah know. they took all their equipment and guns and stuff that's true so i don't know what and again we it's like if you can you can poke holes in any 
like you know film right. or any mythos or whatever but like stuff like that where you're like okay like what if you just you're like went back to the past you're like we need a ton of drones can you guys make like a just every city's got a bunch of drones just constantly flying around like yeah it's like okay yeah the reproductive system a, of these guys is crazy though they just that third act them. moment where they go to the ship i was so worried that one was going to get out and sure. i'm so glad that it didn't happen yeah so and it had a happy ending yeah, which is nice because like that's and again, like we were talking about earlier, I sometimes like it where it's just good guys and bad guys. It's not like there was a conversation like mentally or telepathically with the female and she's like, you have no idea what my my uh, other brothers have been through, you know, or something like that. Yeah. It's not like there isn't like a, well, maybe we can work together. It's like, no, we just wipe them out. It's just like not even a question. It's like, oh, in a movie, I like that. You know, it doesn't always have to. Yeah be a thinker so yeah it's just a fun a fun kind of bombastic movie that's got some intelligence built into it you know like it's a good time you know it's a good time man and i had a good and you watched it have you seen it twice now yeah i i watched it uh the second time was more like to see sequences over again yeah so i'd like to just chill out with the lights off turn it up real loud the first time i watch it with headphones on i'd like to watch it like a real theatrical oh, experience dude yeah and the sound design especially on the white spikes man uh they, it reminded me a little bit of um the the creatures from a quiet place kind of but and while well, the quiet place yeah. is more about like just listening like hearing that uh I, there's something about the look of these guys that was just so cool to me so alien dog yeah. like crazy i noticed looking. things the second time i did in the first time like when they're calling each other yeah like mm-hmm. when the the first one sees them he like starts making a sound like hey yeah. they're over here you know kind of a thing this coordination it's like yeah i feel so bad for the do you remember early on when they're first in miami he has those two you guys stay outside and keep a lookout and they're kind of just sitting there and he goes i think i see something yeah, she's scary. like where and he goes don't you see it it's moving <laughs> and then they come inside and they're like don't go out there and he's yeah. like okay we'll go out the back way yeah which that's like how untrained like civilians that's probably how you or i would talk in that circumstance too i wouldn't be like hey, like we got a tango it's about a click half a click ahead of me like you know something like that it's just like nope that's a that's a thing. It's moving. We got to get white. You don't see the same thing I'm seeing right now. And how like they use the tendrils to move around sometimes too. Did you notice that? Like, yeah, kind of to crawl up things. You're like, what? like they almost look like their own, like, uh, like own little brains in each of them. But I think they were just all part of that same kind of mental. Uh, I thought it was pretty disturbing also when they're flying overhead and you see them hunting wildlife and eating them. Were those yeah. horses or something? In my, my head can and those horses got away. Cause I was like, why do they go after these beautiful horses running on? The yeah. Beach? I was like, they didn't get them. I like, was like, I was, that's disturbing. They're eating all the wildlife too. Yeah. I always wonder about these things cause they must just have voracious appetites. Cause it's like, I've always joked about wanting to see a velociraptor in Jurassic Park or Jurassic World that ate way too much and is super slow or doesn't care. Like, it comes through, it's got yeah. a huge belly and looks at him and is like, I don't, whatever. Like, you know, just kind of just saunters on by, like, blue in the next movie is just obese. Just like, I, I keep eating people. Like, I can't help it. You know, um, I'd like to know who has the rights to this. Like, I know that... Yeah. Uh, Amazon bought the rights to stream it, but 
I wouldn't mind a video game spinoff of this. Dude, this would be so good, man. Like, it'd be great if, like, I could see them doing something where they're like, all right, pick your random civilian. And you're like, I'm an accountant. And you're like, your staff. I'm a business suit. Like, I'm a chef. Like, they'd be different depending on what you picked. And you're like, oh, my gosh. I thought we were going to get, like, a chef with a butcher's knife. He'd be like, I don't use a gun. And he's like, I use a knife. Like, I thought for sure. a butcher knife. That was going to happen. But I'm glad it didn't. But, yeah, this is. I wanted to see more weapons. Like, the automatic weapons weapons didn't work great on them they were fine yeah you want to see a little variety or something in the future where they're like yeah well we have like these acid throwing things or we use a lot of flammable stuff like the flamethrowers it seemed pretty effective flamethrowers they needed more (laughs) flamethrowers i jason there's never enough flamethrowers for me yeah i I need as many when they did like the slow motion shot of one at the beginning of that whole sequence i was like oh flamethrowers i was like flamethrowers hey it was like (laughs) i was like more of that you guys i i feel like auto grenade launchers good oh grenade launchers rpgs you know make some turrets that shoot out flames you know, like you can they do it. They all should have had grenades too. Just, just throwing, lobbing grenades left and right. Grenades, yeah. Starship troopers, it man. Just be like, all right, or like somebody. <laughs> was there not one mech suit? Maybe the mech suit's too clum- clumsy or cumbersome. But like, you know, just I don't know. Uh, that would have been kind of cool to see. But yeah, I thought overall though, I really enjoyed this. I thought it was really cool. It's cool to hear more. Like you're talking about the backstory of like where it was supposed to originally come out on. Because when I first saw this, I was like, really? I was like. Amazon's going nuts with these movies. So I was like, yeah. oh my gosh. It's like, oh, okay, that makes more sense now. But maybe now that they've got MGM, they will make more movies to this caliber, like to this style, which is crazy to think about. I would like that. That would be cool. Yeah, exactly. Let's just get the streaming wars. Just kick them up, man. Crank them up a bit, baby. Uh, and then we're going to yeah, see- start spending $250 million on these things. Exactly. <laughs> the Tomorrow War 2 streaming exclusively to Paramount Plus. And I'll be like, oh, like, I'm, I watched some Frasers and now I'm going to watch uh, Chris Pratt's back. He's like, every time I try to get out, they keep pulling me back in. Uh, it's like, Yeah, uh, I did wonder, like when they had the the toxin, like a dart gun with the toxins in it, just do 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 shooting yeah. them like that that's that would work too yeah exactly like something that so you don't have to go up and like, like click it out and then like stab them with it <laughs> yeah like uh, like i don't so, know about it's, that it's kind of harrowing you know i don't want to really do that yeah but overall great movie i thought it was really fun i would recommend it uh if you made it through all this stuff hearing us talk about it sounds like both of us are kind of on the same page i'd be curious to see if anybody if like if you've watched it already by this point if you're listening to the spoiler chat if you didn't like it, I know there have been people out there. I saw some videos about, like, you know, why it's so stupid to send civilians and all this stuff. But I I don't think that's, like, I know it's not the point of the film. And I get where, like, yeah. sometimes you are you have a level of disbelief. And if that goes away, then, like, you can't enjoy the film. But One it, thing I liked that they also we didn't talk about is the entire world united to stop this. Yeah. Like, we were getting along with every country until we thought it was hopeless. Then we were all about to go to war with each other. Yep. Mm-hmm, exactly. But they had exhausted the military and now that's why they're sending civilians. Yep. Yeah. So I think some people might miss out on that. They don't catch that little note there. Yes. Yeah. And that, uh, that makes perfect sense. I just thought it was interesting. They only gave him like a week to train and I was like, Oh man, like, I don't know, I guess a week, seven full days. Of- and they, the, now that I think about it, they didn't have their week. Remember? Cause they go, we need yeah. you guys now because yeah, they're being, the science outpost is being attacked. And, uh, one thing I was thinking about is 
a lot of people, when they sense f- familiarity, like I was saying, like, oh, this kind of reminds me of this, or this reminds me of this, they think that's a negative. I don't always think that because it may remind you of Starship Troopers in some points, but if it's also fun to watch and it's cool action, then hey, why not? You yeah. Know? Oh, totally. I don't see that as a negative. Yeah. I like to compare things flatteringly, you know, and just be like, oh my gosh, like I'm, I'm going to compare you to this thing because I love this thing. And it's like to think of you in the same thought is kind of a, like, I really, really like Edge of Tomorrow. And when I saw this stuff, I was like, this reminds me of that movie. And I like both of the, you can like both things. You don't have to be like, right. I like this one thing. I can't like anything else like it. Like you can, you can like that is thing. a good movie. I need to watch that again. Dude, I like, really like that. I would love, man. If you want to, like, just sync that up. I'd watch it with you, man. I just sit there. And be like, it's it's just a fun movie. It's also fun to watch Tom Cruise occasionally play against type because the beginning of that movie, he is not the action yeah. hero. He's he's like, I'm not here to fight, and they're like, All right, you buddy, get out there. Like, <laughs> I'm reminded of there's a film Tom Cruise did called Oblivion. Yes, have you ever dude, seen that? Yes. I really like that movie. That's a good In movie. In fact, I own, I own that movie on Blu-ray. I watch Ooh. it several times. But when it came out, a lot of people were like, this is so derivative of yeah. other sci-fi you've seen. And they just write it off. And I'm like, yeah. no, there's something here, man. Yeah, you got to watch this. This is good stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, nah, it kind of reminds me of the main trans. kind of reminds me of. And I'm just like, it may remind you of that, but it's its own thing. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, totally. It's just a, within the space of sci-fi. There can be so much. But if it reminds you of something else, that's not such a bad thing. Um, I think when people are dismissive right away, they really miss out. Yeah, exactly. And there's so much out there to be enjoyed, you know, that like just because you're like, oh, it's not the the original version or they're ripping this thing off. It's like maybe they were inspired by those things and they went and they made something that spoke to them and they wanted to, you know, get that pull that emotion out of you again or, you know, hit that tone. Like, yeah nothing wrong with that uh one little thing i do want to know that i i was like i jokingly was cheering for a little detail you're talking about how the, all the world governments came together especially in the future so they're at like that oil rig and there's all the flags on that flagpole right yeah and at the very top though usa <laughs> it's like at the very top i was like it's like we're all together i just imagine just the just the americans we're, we're like we'll all work together that's totally fine i just want to i want everyone to know that the American flag will be at the top of the flagpole. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, and I don't even like some people might go like, Oh, and I'm so sure his daughter is the world's leading scientist. And I'm thinking she's the last scientist. I think they're all dead. Yeah, I think so too. And I'd like to think that like, maybe there were other teams and stuff because it's like I said, it yeah. seemed like she was kind of doing something that not everybody, it didn't seem like the big main plan, but it probably should have been where it's like, all right, we're going to try to keep as many scientists alive as possible, you know, to figure this out. Because if we don't, yeah. we're just going to keep throwing people, you know, into this horrible future where they're all just going to die. But I think it was great. And it was so cool because it presented us with an interesting character situation where it's like, okay, I jumped, you know, 30 years in the future and I got to hang out with my my daughter who I had a really good relationship with. I don't anymore for stuff I did not personally do, but apparently a version of me did. So that's a dynamic relationship comparatively to other ones that are a little more straightforward. I thought that was great. I was like, that's cool to throw in your big sci-fi movie. Like they didn't have to do that. They didn't need to do that, but they did. It's like, yes, emotion, character for the story, for the plot. Yes. Right. It would have been weird I really like somebody that. else that nobody like he's like I've never met you before and she's like I've never met you before and you're not special to me like <laughs> you're like well, yeah. why, do, why do we pick this yeah of course he's gonna meet his daughter and yeah. it works it works yeah and by the way that both that actress and her mom looked 
enough alike that I was like, okay. Yeah. Like I, I was like, yeah, for sure. I could totally see this family. Like, <laughs> like good for you. I'm like, ah, it was so good, man. Uh, but yeah, so that's kind of everything I have to say about it. Is there anything else you want to talk about as far as this film goes there? DJ Strom. Uh, just that I want to watch it again really loud. Really loud, dude. In a movie theater, just crank it up, baby. Oh God, I would love to see this in a theater. Oh my gosh, it's an Amazon-run movie theater. Um, you know, it's funny is my buddy Stephen. He just saw A Quiet Place too, oh. and I said, "Hey, have you watched the Tomorrow War?" He goes, "Yeah, I watched it the other night." And I go, "Which did you like better?" And he goes, "Tomorrow War had better monsters." And I was oh. like, "Oh, interesting." They, I thought that was interesting. They maybe have the coolest monsters I've seen in a long time. Like I like these things. There's there's so much to them. And when they zoom in and they well, even that fight at the end was out in the snow in the broad daylight. But they were so confident in how it looked. They didn't have to be like it's in the dark and there's smoke and stuff. It was like nope, here it is on full display. Like it's like yeah. wow. Like when you see him attacking that sea outpost, you're just yeah. like those guys are screwed. Oh my gosh, <laughs> like, yeah. Not- or just I like, love when they show them crash in the lab and they run up to the chains and are like clink 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 clink. They're yeah, freeing her. Yeah, and they're they're like they're traipsing through the lab and you get to see them just perfectly. And she's like, even like, wow. get out of my way. Yeah, you know, she's, like she's like storms through there. Yeah, I love that they gave the personality to that. It's like that classic like villain who needs help and that and then like the underlings help and then it's just like get away from me. It's like, it's like <laughs> yeah. hey, we just helped you out. You're you're chained up all right like we're just trying to help uh yeah i again i don't need to know how they reproduce so quickly but it seemed like she was like the one female but watch we'll find out that there's many others or something hopefully hopefully not though <laughs> yeah hopefully not hopefully not uh but yeah so please go check that out if you haven't already and uh, leave your own reviews and comments you know down below if you're watching on youtube or listening on youtube or if you are just listening via various audio um platforms please tweet at us and let us know what you thought of it because i i want to i love hearing other people's perspectives you know and or what they thought when they saw this or maybe we convinced somebody to check it out or maybe we convince them not to. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It depends. Like, if you this don't doesn't like... sound like my kind of movie at all. Yeah, it's if, like, okay. you know what I mean. Like if you're interested in more like romantic comedies or like uh, a horror film, there's little bits of that, like the horror stuff in here. But it's not like a. It's not supposed to be that. This is more of a bombastic action movie, sci-fi, baby. Uh, yeah. Well, Jason, we're gonna move into the ending of the show. But before we do that, we got to get into that segment of the show that I like to call. That you like to call, that we all like to call Time Killers. That's right. It's time for Time oh Killers. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jason, what have you been killing time with lately, buddy, as far as games and movies and stuff are concerned? Well, I have been playing Metro Exodus. Wow. Yes. You're telling me about this. And uh, it's a very interesting game. You know, uh, it's post apocalyptic in Russia. There's radiation, there's mutated bugs. It's all first person. And uh, it's really well done. And it, it, parts of it are pretty scary too. Oh yeah. If you fall in the water and go under, it's like black, like yeah, you can't cool. see. And the last thing you'll see when you go under the water is a uh, mutated crawfish swim up to you and eat you. Oh. And so when I fall, I'm like, no, 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 no. And I fall in the water. I'm like, oh, this is a horrible death. <laughs> yeah. That's not horrible. Oh my gosh. But the game is a lot of fun. And what's interesting that I didn't expect is there are side characters who are all your men. Mm-hmm. And you have a wife too. 
and yeah. she goes on missions with you. And I'm like, so cool. I don't want any of these people to die. I'm really scared. Yeah, you care about it because usually in video games, if they have relationships like that with people, they're like at home. They're not like on the yeah. adventure with you. So I think that's kind of cool. It adds tension stakes. You know? And there's cutscenes where you're all drinking vodka and giving each other cheers. And uh, that's a lot of fun. There's camaraderie. Yeah. But also the game's really violent. There's marauder outposts. You have to sneak and do stealth and stuff like that. And uh, I've never played any of the Metro games. I think you said you had the first two. I played, I always forget this. It's Metro Redux, whichever one that one. I think this is the one before the game that you're playing currently, maybe? Yeah, uh, possibly. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, it's so interesting to play like a first person shooter that is single player only and has like a campaign that you just go through and it's done. Like it's right. pretty straightforward. It kind of reminds me of like Bioshock, but Bioshock had more of like, open world elements like these games typically are like you're going in one direction like for the most part you're not like kind of scavenging or at least the one i played wasn't that way but yeah i thought it was cool like you put your um <laughs> your mask on for like the ra- radiation and stuff or whatever else and then like sometimes it would get cracked if you took damage and i was like oh no yeah like <laughs> not my mask like in this you can put tape on it to fix it oh cool if it gets damaged <laughs> so also the weapons are so unusual like there's shotguns, pistols, automatic things, and you can take pieces off and stick them like a scope or a you know, stock, and yeah. you can put it on your other weapons. And you can, when you kill a guy and you see his gun, you're like, I don't want his gun, but I want that scope. And you can just take the stuff off the gun and so put cool. it on yours. It's that part's really cool. Like the crafting, building, you know, you know, uh, I haven't found a grenade yet, but you can okay. make Molotovs. Sweet. Well, yeah, it like, comes in handy. You got to. It's like a Russian game. Uh, but yeah, I, and this is via Game Pass, correct? Uh, no, this was actually on sale oh, on the really? Microsoft Store. Oh, okay. It was like the deluxe edition with all the DLCs. I think there's two DLCs. Nice. And it, w- it had recently been given the next gen upgrade. Ooh with a frame rate upgrade yeah and i was like oh i gotta play this because i don't know if you remember like there was one e3 where microsoft unveiled this metro exodus they showed the whole thing state-of-the-art graphics and stuff and i was like there's no way it looks like this on xbox one come on and now you can play it and it looks like that trailer cool and it's pretty cool i don't know if sometimes when i'm playing i'm like am i gonna play this whole game yeah right (laughs) Cause there's a lot to do, mm-hmm. but maybe I will, you know, I'm having a good time Yeah, and you have another time, you know? time killer is I've been playing this game with this guy called a way out. What? <laughs> it's a two player game where no. you escape from prison. Ah. And of course, you know what I'm talking about? Cause we're playing it together. Yeah. And I think both of us have been surprised by how cool this game is. Yeah, I for sure have been surprised. I think I was mentioning it on last week's show, but it's just it's so rare to play a co-op game, at least for me, uh, that isn't just drop in, drop out where it's like, oh, the enemies, you know, there's more of them or they take more damage or whatever else. This game is like you have to do stuff together because you won't progress if you don't. And it's just and it's like a lot of quick time events and stuff. 
which is okay. Yeah. Uh, but there's so many things That's where it's fine. like, you know, I need to distract somebody so you can go do a thing and then you have to do something and then I can go do something. And it's like, I, I don't know. It's just so great and it's so well thought out. And I just, I really wish this team, and I've heard so many good things about It Takes Two, uh, but I just, I kind of wish they were given the chance uh, to have just a crazy budget and to make a huge game like this. Like, yeah. But like massive, like, and maybe if it was open world, it wouldn't work as well. But like the environments we've been going through have been so cool and detailed and just so much fun to hang out in and it's so cool i want to play it for like 20 hours but i think it's only like a seven hour game <laughs> yeah that whole escaping from the hospital oh, part yeah was so oh, much fun oh so good oh so good yeah man oh that was it was so good and it was one of the things i love too is how much of the characters are put into these sequences like your guy leo he's so much more of like a take action explosive kind of guy so your escape from the hospital is very much like I'm going to punch my way out of here and take a hostage. Whereas like Vincent, the guy plays way more stealth. He's not going to fight every cop. He's going to try to hide and sneak around. And it, and the camera work with that one where it was just like one long cut between yeah. you know both the things we were doing. So cool. I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. You get the idea that Joseph Ferris, he laid in bed just dreaming of this sequence in his head he's like oh i can't wait till i can do this oh my <laughs> gosh we gotta like okay i'll maybe i'll reach out to him and then if he agrees to be on the show you can be back on and i'll be like all right you know you gotta come on We're, we played through the game we want to talk to you about <laughs> it we have some specific questions and he's like this might game be like what about it takes two you guys play that and it's like no we're getting around to it we're working on it man <laughs> we want to talk about this one first it's so cool uh but yeah and also i as i told people too i didn't think this was going to be a game that stretched further past the whole prison thing like i thought yeah. it was just like we'd escape from prison and it's like shawshank and you're done but it's like no 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 like you got you're on the lamb you're going for revenge there's more to yeah this. it's like this oh. is revenge epic <laughs> yeah it's like it almost felt uncharted like where i'm like oh wow this is really like kind of planned yeah it does feel very like, kind of naughty dog inspired yeah, kind of thing and it's great and i really like it and uh you know we don't always get guns and stuff but once in a while we do and there's driving sequences and all this stuff and i'm like this all handles pretty well i'm like it's pretty good so yeah a way out man it's great mm-hmm. dig it yeah anything else or is that pretty much it um i I don't know. I'm blinking on anything I've been watching. Oh, I've been watching Loki. Yes. Oh, I got to catch up. I haven't. I've seen the first three episodes, but when this comes out, the fifth one will be out. And then there's only six episodes altogether. Are you liking it? I'm I'm having a great time with Loki. I think this latest episode has been the best one yet. Oh, cool. Good. I think there's only one more after this, but also the Bad Batch. I love to. Dude, I can't wait to watch that. The Bad Batch. It's been so much fun. Yeah. At first, like I was... I honestly, with Loki and the Bad Batch, I was like, eh, I don't know if I'm really that interested. But then I watched it. I was like, okay, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. You know, I got hooked pretty fast. They suck you in. And like I keep telling you, I'm like, I just want Bad Batch to finish and then I can watch all of it because there's going to be a part of me that will start watching it. And I'll be like, I got to I just want to go to the next episode. Let's go. Let's go. Like That first episode of the Bad Batch, I think, is 75 minutes long. Oh, sick. And <laughs> it'll hook you in that first episode. Man, like, it's just, it's such a testament to Dave Filoni and the people who've done Clone Wars and stuff that, like, a thing they made on Cartoon Network so long ago is still so influential and they're making stuff for it. And, you know, all these spinoff TV shows based on stuff from it. It's just like, 
well done yeah it's like you're just oh, you're killing it like, and with the bad batch i was even like where are they going with this what are yeah. they doing and then there have been several times where i'm like oh is this what they're doing and i'm like oh see that's what they get that's how they get you star wars is just always going to be cool because like even when you feel yeah. like you've burned out on star wars something comes up and i'll never forget my friend saying this so for the episode three revenge of the sith dvd when you put it in it would go to the title like the menu screen right not the title screen the menu screen and it would show up in like three or four different ways on three or four different planets right and the one we were watching at a buddy's house and it popped up and it was it showed the little sequence where anakin spins in his little um jedi starfighter and the two missiles slam into each other and it's like that's the explosion and then it's like here's the menu screen my buddy a while ago, he was like, you know, sometimes I think I'm out of Star Wars. And then he's like, but I just saw that. And he's like, and I'm right back in. Like, <laughs> you see things that are like, yeah, Star Wars, baby. Like, let's go. Like, let's, yeah. let's fight in space. Um, and I love that yeah. feeling, too. Oh, I'm back in. Yeah, you, you get that way. Because sometimes, you, like, with all this stuff, like, even, like, I love Marvel and all these things. But sometimes you're like, wow, there's just so much of it. But then you see something that just resonates with you. And you're like, oh back in like i just i not that you're ever really out out but like right. it just brings you to that like oh yeah my gosh i gotta like i can't when wait it gets that. your excitement back yeah the anticipation and enthusiasm like, oh, like yeah oh i love it oh my gosh uh well yeah we'll we'll just say the time killers for me I, i'm similar things to you this week so we'll, we'll just move into that last segment of the show which is my personal favorite which is community feedback and questions but guess what I'm asking questions just specifically for you. Jason, are you ready for the lightning round? Yes, I am. I think right. I am. Here we go, Jason. I just I want you to just, you know, things that come right off the top of the head there, you know, just gut feelings. All right. Favorite video game weapon of all time. Go. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I did Man. it last week on the show, so I was like, I got to ask him about this. That's hard. Uh, shotguns. Uh, I Okay. Love the shotgun in Last of Us. Oh, oh, good point. The most OP shotgun of all time is Mad Max. Your shotgun is so amazing in that. <laughs> Last of Us. No, wait. Days Gone shotgun sucks. Okay. Not good. The Tommy gun is the best gun in that game. I think that is coming back eventually because there's enough love for it that I think if it slumbers for a few years, they'll be like, yeah, Days Gone's coming back. I'm waiting for the Days Gone TV show. Yeah. <laughs> like when I saw Last of Us getting HBO show, I'm like, no, no, we need a Days Gone show, man. Sure, yeah. Um, let's, I'm. It's kind of like the favorite video game weapon. I would have to like look at all every game I own and think about it. You I know? just want a gut reaction. If there's one that came to mind, you're just like, oh yeah, obviously this one. Yeah. Um, oh man, it's so lame that I can't think of anything. That's fine. You said you said Last of Us shotgun. You know, well, I got to say this. Okay. Metro Exodus, you have a double barrel shotgun pistol thing. Yeah. Pretty sweet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. That's a good one. It looks so goofy looking like two pipes on a little stick thing. It's weird, mm -hmm. it, but it that. does unbelievable damage. Cool. Good pick. Favorite Marvel superhero. Ooh, when I was a kid, it probably would have been a toss up between Spider-Man and Captain America. I think what I liked about Captain America in the comics is just he 
he was so sure of himself and he was a great leader but spidey web slinging and stuff and probably my teen years daredevil i love daredevil dude that frank miller run on daredevil so good i think if you were to ask me right now spider-man okay spider-man good pick favorite dc hero um always loved green arrow thought it was cool to have cool pick guy with a bow and arrow you know yeah. but come on i love batman you know batman. <laughs> i was thinking about batman recently like i used to give like hawkeye and black widow a hard time because it's like yeah they're superheroes but they don't have any superpowers so how are they superheroes but i think they do have superpowers like batman has the superpower of being like the best perfect human like physique of yeah. all time and they like they do things that are inhuman so when i'm like yeah batman's a superhero that has no superpowers but he basically does like you know you're like yeah Yeah, his intellect yeah you're not normal buddy like you're not you might be rich but that's not your only superpower when i was a kid i really liked the flash too oh yeah man flash is great uh he's so many powers not just super speed you're like oh he can phase through things like i gotta say on the tv show the flash he gets his butt kicked a lot yeah, and that's the pro- like the issue you have with a TV show like that, where it's like a bad guy runs down the street and they break Flash's ankle or something, and he's like, he got away or something. You're like, I'm just like, dude, you you're fast, you're super yeah. f- okay, whatever. I like <laughs> Good a commercial. Yeah, I like Grant Gustin. Um, yeah, as, he's great. Yeah, I think everybody in that show is. I really like the Flash because, like, comparatively to Arrow, when Arrow was like in its prime and it was just so so dour a lot of the time, and Flash just came as like, hey, things are fun. Like, yeah, <laughs> I love that about it. It was. More upbeat, you know. Yeah, and I, I think Arrow, the but... first four seasons, I watch every episode of that show, yeah. and then I just kind of got tired of it, you know. Well, there's a lot to like. I really liked Legends of Tomorrow, and there's that show, and then there's Black Lightning, and there's Supergirl, and there's just like so much to like consume. I tried so. to watch all of them, but it's just hard to yeah. watch that many shows, and they have like 22 episodes a season. It's like really hard. Maybe that's where Disney like kind of learned because they look at these other superhero shows and like, yeah, we used to do that with Shield, but or Agents of Shield, but now it's like Loki, we can do six episodes. Wandavision, we can do nine or ten episodes. Like we don't need to yeah. make it 20 episodes long. Like you know, it just it keeps the the quality super high too because you have more of a budget. Like, That's true. I'm cool with that. Uh, okay, okay, excellent. Favorite Pokemon? I know the answer to this one, but I figured I'd ask. Squirtle. Squirtle. <laughs> Squirtle. Dude, Squirtle's <laughs> great, dude. Yeah, I love Squirtle. Is there a reason why is it Squirtle? Uh, he's just adorable. You know, he's a turtle. Mm-hmm. that's hey that's all you need all that's, right that's all you need uh favorite 80s <laughs> movie world that you wish you could live in oh oh dear i don't know if i want to live in these worlds <laughs> you don't want to live in blade runner world no uh, uh they're all pretty pretty bad okay willy wonka there we go no wait that was 70s damn <laughs> <laughs> close that was close uh, the world of Goonies. How's that? The world of Goonies, dude. There you go. There's a good pick. I need to. I, I feel bad about oh. this. I need to watch all of that. I've seen lots of it, but I have not seen it from start to. Finish. I gotta say, the director of Goonies just passed away this week. Richard oh, Donner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, Richard Donner. A lot of great movies. Superman the movie. Yeah. There you go. Good. Picks. He's a great director. That's great. Uh, and finally, if you could put yourself into any film series or franchise of all time as a as a character in there which one would it be would you be okay i'm in star wars i'm a 
Jedi in hiding, <laughs> the great Jedi master. And uh, I have a like a little pod racer business on the side. I build the pod racers and sell them, you know? Okay. Until, you know, the rebellion needs me, then I spring into action, that kind of thing. So are you an actual gray Jedi or just a great Jedi? I Yeah, I'm a gray Jedi. Like, okay. I have possessions. <laughs> you know, I collect stuff. <laughs> That's because you're business. I just imagine you putting pod racers together with the force. You're just like, yep, all right, yeah. everybody, we're shutting down for the day. And then you, like, shut a door and you, like, put it together really quick. And you're like, I'm done working for today. <laughs> I always wanted that scene where uh, Anakin, when they're like, you will not be given the rank of master and he'd be like oh yeah well you know what guys i'm married this whole time yeah. you guys don't know anything you guys think you're all knowing i got two kids on the way you guys had no you guys got snowed yeah i wanted that scene in the movie so bad oh my gosh that would have been and great. then yoda's like i think you should leave leave i think you should exactly. <laughs> oh it's like reminds me i started watching that because of what you recommended um I think I, I think you should leave. I think that's what it is. That sketch show on Netflix. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Some really funny stuff in there. Uh, definitely not a family show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like Auntie Donna's big house of fun, big old house of fun. Which, um, which, what's the the sketch on? I think you should leave that cracked you up uh there was oh my gosh because like it's you know with sketch shows it's so hit or miss right uh because like some of them you're like that's so funny and other ones you're like that's not really some you're just like uh what has just happened (laughs) (laughs) i think oh my gosh there was one of the big um oh my gosh there there was one that was just so ridiculous uh the one where he was trying to explain like your the the best stuff on corn cob tv and it was this <laughs> one about like it was called like coffin floppers or something really messed up and it was like just something stupid and i was like what is this like Dude, the, the tj tuggers t-shirt it's got a little handle that you pull on did you see that one i didn't see that one yet no <laughs> okay okay something to look forward to uh it's a t-shirt with a handle on it and you can just tug on it yeah which is funny because the guy who played charlie in uh tomorrow war was in like one of these yes. ones with like the little buff boys or whatever and the, the like, little ba- the baby of the year thing it was so weird i was like i was like oh my gosh is this the same guy and i'm like oh it is it's like good for, he's getting everywhere i was like good for him uh you know, it's, he's also in a movie called werewolves within yes that one too. he's the star of it yeah, yeah and i just saw that and uh he's so good in that he's the best part of that movie that guy's he's doing everything i was like he's gonna start being more and more movies sure yeah uh but uh yeah no this uh the sketch show i was like okay or no you know what the first i was kind of getting a kick out of the whole he was trying to he's this guy is in a like a meeting and he they're like hey we're pushing pushing lunch back to 130 because this guy's got to make a presentation he's got to get on a flight and he's like he's gonna eat a hot dog and he's like you can't do that so he like puts a hot dog in like the coat like jacket sleeve and so like he's like sitting there like watching this guy he'll kind of put his hand over his face and like take a bite of something and like they like all start to know that he's doing it they're like he's eating a hot dog and he's, he's like I'm not, I'm not eating a hot dog and they're like they finally like can like they like pin him to a wall and he's got like the hot dog stuck out of his mouth and they're like trying to get it away from him and, like he's gonna bite me and he's like choking somebody and it's just like completely insane and I was like yeah. this is pretty funny like I think so that's what i like about the show is it's just completely absurd yeah 
And if you tell anybody about it, they're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you just got to see it. Yeah, you just have to see it. So, like I said, I, it's like sketch shows, man. You just got to go under an open mind. <laughs> one of my favorite sketches from the first season is, because I think the second season, that the hot dog one, um, is a game show. And it's kind of like where you're kind of like Jeopardy or whatever. But if you get a chunky up on the wall, this guy in an outfit, he's called a chunky. He comes and he eats all your points. Okay. But the guy who's in the chunky suit isn't sure what he's supposed to do. So uh, <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm sorry. You got a chunky. Oh, here he comes. And then he's like walking out and he's just like grabs a guy, gets him in a headlock. The dude's like, what are you doing? He's like, chunky. <laughs> you're not supposed to do that don't touch him <laughs> and the guy's like what he goes don't talk chunkies don't talk and he's just yelling at the mascot guy and the mascot goes away so each time the guy lands on a chunky he comes back out and it gets progressively worse okay. and it's so funny cool it's so funny yeah okay well so i gotta keep watching that then i it's just nice it's like 15 they're like 15 or 17 minutes long they're not yeah long really short episodes like really quick and it's like oh Okay, like I'm, I'm totally cool with that. So I like sketch shows. Like I said, they can be really hit or miss on the actual sketches, but it's just so creative. There's just a bunch of weird stuff, and sometimes you're like, man, this is really funny, like really, really funny yeah. stuff. But you also have the, to be in the right mood for it. There's one with you know the commercials with lawyers. Has anyone done this to you? And uh, if you, if anyone's ever done this to you, I will fight for you. That kind of thing. There's yeah. a lawyer commercial in that first season that is gets progressively more and more absurd and it's so funny okay uh i just i think it's on the first episode you just <laughs> watched that one i don't remember if i did see that or not maybe i did there's so many it's so hard like i watched two episodes and like there's just so many sketches i'm just like yeah oh there's like one reason like this it's like a haunted tour and <laughs> at the beginning the guy is like it's like a ghost tour in this house and this guy's like yeah well it's like a it's a, a it's after hours the kids aren't here so we can swear if we want to and one of the guys in the crowd who's like that main guy he just starts saying just like the worst possible stuff and he's like well we're all adults here we can swear and like <laughs> and it just keeps getting worse until he has to like get pulled aside and they're like you can't he's like you can't say this anymore like you can't talk like this anymore and eventually like he just keeps doing it and it just gets weirder and weirder so yeah without spoiling it Check it out. Check it out. Uh, Everybody watch that. (laughs) Check that out. And then, like I said, too, also watch Auntie Donna's House of Fun, or Big Old House of Fun. That first bit that they do in that one is so funny to me. And it's one they used to do, like, I actually did live a lot. But something, like, the fact that they shot it the way they did, it's just, man, it kills me. It's just... uh, I'll check that out. Yeah, everything's a drum. Just remember that. Everything's a drum. Uh, okay. anyway, uh, that's going to do it for the show this week is a brief one. Uh, no, this is like the longest show I've done in so long. This was so much fun. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it's been like two hours. Um, but if you guys are, who are listening to this ever have an idea or a question or a thought about the podcast, please just tweet the hashtag critical podcast to either at Jimmy good zero one three. That's my personal Twitter account. Or you can tweet at our official account, which is at GoCritical. However, if you'd like to tweet something at Jason, tell him you did a great job or whatnot. Uh, Jason, where can they find you on Twitter? I am at the Jstrom on Twitter. Really easy to remember. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you can find me there. I will link it too so you guys can see it. And it's probably popping up on the screen as well too. Uh, but yes, Jason's very active also in our Discord. He hangs out on the Twitch channel with us like when we're playing games together. Or he'll just come hang out and listen to me talk while we're playing through Assassin's Creed. Which 
I've crested the 70 hour mark and I'm like, I think I'm close to done, but I <laughs> like it's just, not yet. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's, it's so long. Um, but yeah, but yeah, they're uh, like not even close, <laughs> not even close. Uh, but yeah, there's a ton of ways to support us, but the best way to do it, uh, this week is just, just let us know how you enjoyed the show and what you thought of the tomorrow war shares are always appreciated, but also a huge shout out to our patrons. Appreciate that too. You guys are fantastic. Uh, Jason, anything else you want to say here as we wrap up? I had a great time talking to you. I had a lot of fun. Thank you so much for inviting me on your podcast. Uh, I had a blast. It was a pleasure and an honor. Thank you for being on here and taking a couple hours out of your uh, your evening to chat, man. You are always welcome because like you, like I said, podcast veteran, check out Entertainment Landfill. I know you haven't done anything recently, but the stuff I've heard in the past has been fantastic. So please go listen to his stuff. I think I've got the podcasting bug again. I think I'm going to start doing more podcasts. Well, I don't know who gave that to you, but apparently it's a little <laughs> contagious. Um, I owe I, it all to you, Jimmy. Remember me when you're at the top. Because uh, I think right now, mostly, no, even my mom isn't watching these. Um, so, you know, but it's okay. This is just archives. It's just archive footage. I used to joke with um, other people like Joe on the show, and I'd be like, I'm only recording these for myself. I don't put these out. Like, <laughs> He's like, what? I was like, no, no, no. no. I no, used no. to joke with, um, you know, I did the, my show with my buddy Steven mm-hmm. and my buddy uh, Will. And I would say that podcasting, it's kind of like we're recording it on a cassette, yep. you know, and then I drive down the freeway and I throw it out the window and go, oh, I hope somebody listens to this. <laughs> I said, that's what podcasting's like. Dude, that's an apt description. Very apt. Oh my god. Somebody gosh. one day finds it. I'm gonna listen to this thing. Oh my gosh. That's so yeah. It's like, what is this? What were they talking about? This ancient relic. That's so cool. Well, uh, when that starts back up, I'm excited to listen to it because it's a good show and you're a good host. So Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. Yes, it's the truth. It's the truth. Well, again, I appreciate you being here, and we're going to say goodbye off of this, but we're going to say goodbye to all of you lovely listeners right now. We appreciate you so much. Uh, just take care of yourselves. Take a few minutes. Do something for yourself or someone you care about. Call that person you've been meaning to call. Trust me, if you do it, you'll feel so much better about yourself. All right? And until next time, just remember, everybody out there, to adapt and overcome. Bye-bye.